You ready? 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 Watch out, Anyway, with the friends, the 
Warning, the following podcast features views and opinions that are not representative of the collective views of the Whispers groups. Some of these views may not be suitable for children. Accordingly, the producers and hosts of the Missy AE podcast must insist that no one attempt to take anything that is being said as representative of the views of any of the Whispers groups. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Missy AE podcast. Tonight, we bring to you Sports Whispers Weekly, where we will talk nothing but sports for the duration of the show. Uh, we have a lot on the plate tonight. We have the NBA Conference Finals to talk about with a uh, seemingly another blowout currently uh, well underway between yeah. the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Uh, we have the Stanley Cup Conference Semifinals to talk about, as well as a few NHL coaching changes. Uh, matter of fact, there's one playoff team who just, uh, signed one of their top forwards to an extension. We will talk about that. Uh, the NBA draft lottery and much more. Uh, so if you want to call in, 657-383-1308. Uh, and if you guys haven't done yet, subscribe to the Missy AE podcast either on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, uh, or on blogtalkradio.com slash Missy AE. Uh, you'll get access to not just this show's archives, but also any of our other shows that we've done, including the Survivor 42 recap show, which we will be doing our finale edition this Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern for the Survivor 42 finale. However, Lou, I wanted to open up tonight's show with something that's going on in the world of professional wrestling. I don't know if you've... uh, if you've heard about this at all, but uh, yeah. the WWE has lost two of their top women's stars. And they were there was a main event booked for Monday Night Raw, where yes. it was go, it was going to be a six pack challenge, and basically the winner of that would go on the winner of that would go on to face the. Uh, Raw Women's Champion at Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be Sasha Banks and her partner Naomi uh, taking on, I, I believe, Dewdrop, Nikki Ash, and I forget who the other two who the other two were. Uh, let me bring in Jim real quick here. Uh, Jim. Uh, hey Jim. There's a lot. Hey, of- how's it going? All right. Going good. You're you are just in time because I'm just I was just about to get into uh a story that we that we had been talking about for quite a while in Sports Whispers about the Naomi and Sasha Banks walkout. Okay. Um be- before we get into that, can I just say um you live by the die. You live by the three. You die by the three. Exactly. Yeah, I'm pissed. I I am pissed off right now. I just got to say that. And uh, Ed uh, Ed Pistazio better watch what he says in uh, in Sports Whispers because I already had to remove <laughs> a comment that got previously reported by Facebook. Uh-huh. So you better watch. What I mean, he says, uh, it, from it, this point forward. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it, but that's what the league has become. 
it's a three-point shooting league. It started in college. The college team started this crap, you know. Yeah. Um, and now it's made its way into the NBA, and it's like, is this all basketball is, is try to penetrate a little and kick it out to somebody, shoot a three, shoot a three, shoot a three, shoot a three, shoot that's, a three. That's basically That's basically what it is now. It's 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 getting boring. To me, it's getting boring. Yeah, I mean, it's like we're it's like we're watching a three it's like we're watching a three point shooting contest every night. Right. Mm. And it's 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 basically where if you don't have any three point shooters uh, on your team, then you might as well just forfeit the game right from the start. Yeah. Because you're. You're pretty much you're pretty much screwed for the rest of the game. Now tonight, I gotta say, the Heat. And keep in mind, Jimmy Butler hasn't even gotten started yet tonight. Yeah, right. He, he hasn't even gotten started yet. Yeah, they're they're playing think, they're playing really good team ball, and I think a lot of that was because Kyle Lowry was back in the lineup and dictating stuff. Yes. And also, Bam Adebayo has been able to bully. Uh, or I shouldn't say bully, but he's gotten more aggressive compared to the previous two games. And I, I would think that Ime Udoka would have learned this from the Celtics' last series against the Heat when Bam Adebayo completely bullied Daniel Tice uh, on the floor to the point of where yeah. Adebayo exploded every single game. So, yeah. And he already has 12 points right now. In this game, yeah, I think he's got fourteen now. <laughs> but I wasn't expecting uh, this at all. Yeah, I mean, I kind of thought Miami would bounce back, especially with having Lowry back. But yeah. I didn't think it would be this bad. No, and at home no less. Yeah, but yeah. again, we saw we saw this last night with Dallas and Golden State, though. So, I mean, it's still. You know, it's still it still is early, but uh, Miami getting this hot this early is definitely not good news. But as we saw last night, be a major whoop ass. As we saw last night, everybody thought yeah, that and, Golden and, and Steve, you brought was get, Steve, you brought up Steve, you brought up a good point earlier. Butler ain't even got started yet. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't even got. And actually, let me because he he he's a second half somewhere. player. Yeah. Uh, let me let me uh, bring it up here actually real quick. I have the box score. I always make sure to put up the box score. He's only put up three points so far on one of three yes. shooting. Forty one twenty right now. Yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah. It's not looking good, and you know, people said people kind of say, well. Boston didn't do badly uh, last series without Robert Williams. I think they're missing Robert Williams tonight, primarily for his defense. I don't know that he makes a twenty point. I don't know that he makes a twenty point twenty point difference though. No, he doesn't. But it would at least. We. I don't think the Celtics would. Oh, what kind of foul was that? I don't. I don't think the uh, Celtics would be 
down as much because some of these shots have been absolutely wide open. Uh, a couple of them, Daniel Tice was absolutely asleep on the court. Like, literally, I, people have no idea what the hell he's even doing out there. And, uh, you know, I, I will say about the Heat, adding Kyle Lowry, even though he isn't 100%, he still is showing why he is an elite playmaker. Because oh, he, he, you take a look he at pushes, some of yeah. the passes. He, he pushes the ball, he pushes the ball, and finds the open man, and they get open shots, and then he can shoot a three. And you, if you just watch the game, you'll see when Miami gets a rebound, he's the guy they want to kick it out to because they know he's going to take it down, and he's going to find the open guy. Right. Even at the age, even at the age of thirty-six, he's still playing at an elite level. Yeah, I was thinking about that tonight, Steve. I was mm-hmm. thinking, you know, because I posted that thing in uh, Whispers Day about the, mm-hmm. you know, I missed, I missed the old Grizz. I love the new Grizzlies. Don't get me wrong, I love them. Yeah, but I, I missed the old Grizzlies when it was Zebo, Michael Conley, Tony yeah. Allen, Mark Gasol. And Kyle Lowry was Three. Michael Conley's backup guard. Yeah. And I knew how good I knew how good the guy was. I I knew he was never going to stay there. <laughs> It'd just be a backup. He was too good. Didn't Conley win the NCAA championship for Arizona? Do what, Lou? Didn't he win a college championship for Arizona back uh, back in the nineties, Conley? Um, I don't. Conley went to Ohio State, didn't he? Oh, he, I thought he went to Arizona. I thought he went to Ohio State. But His dad went to Ohio State. His okay. it, it, it's a it's a weird connection, Lou, because his dad was a world class Olympic track star for the University of Arkansas. I think I heard that. Yeah. And everyone thought, okay, well, surely he'll go to Arkansas. And he didn't. He went to Ohio State. But I can tell you, there's a little town about 15 miles from where we have our house in Arkansas. It's called Helena, Arkansas. There's a boys club there Michael Conley donates money every year to keep that thing going so he still supports something like that in Arkansas I see so but I yeah I'm I'm with you Steve I think he went to Ohio State okay yeah I I looked it up he did uh he was with Ohio State for two years. Was uh, um, was he was he there with the big guy that got drafted in the NBA and never hardly played? Everybody thought it was going to be so great. Um, can't think of his name because he never when, did anything. Gotta, hang on, I got I got to think when Durant was drafted Harper. because it was the same year that Durant got drafted. Yeah, I think he was. 
Yeah, I would I, I, I would say he probably was because Durant was drafted yeah, I, in 2007. Yeah, I, I think they played together. I think they played together at Ohio State. Yeah. But Con- yeah. The, the thing about Conley, I mean, and having him in Memphis, you know, all of us know this. Yeah. I mean, he's he's not just a great player. He's a great guy. He donates to local causes. When he was in Memphis, him and Zebo gave out dinners at Christmas to needy people that needed hams and turkeys and stuff. I mean, that's that's just how he is. And like I told you, he still takes care of that boys club in Arkansas. So he's, he's just a good guy. You know, one thing I'm noticing, Jim, in this game, the Celtics are passing up open threes, and instead they're always trying to go for that one extra pass. Well, they're not hitting those threes. (laughs) Nope, no. I don't don't know what the coach is telling. I mean, if you're the coach, you're probably telling them, well, if you get open three, take it, but... If you're the player, you're like, shit, I ain't hit open three all night. Maybe I'm going to give it up. <laughs> yeah. Unless, yeah. Unless your mentality's like, I, you know, somebody like Allen Iverson, where you've missed 25 and you're like, shit, I can't miss the next one because I'm Allen Iverson. Right. Yeah. Hey, you know, I got to say, if the Heat do win this series, I, oh, hell, even if the Celtics win this series, I just, I, I honestly don't see either of these two teams beating Golden State. I don't you know, either. The way I really State, don't. I don't either. The way Golden State has played, everybody thought Golden State was going to lose last night, and they end up I coming think, from they end up coming from behind. And, it's, and 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 you can you can accuse me of being a homer, but I think the best team that had a chance to take out Golden State was Memphis and then when Ja got hurt and Brooks got got suspended, it was over. It was over when Morant went down. Yeah. If if Morant stays healthy, Memphis may win that series. I wouldn't doubt it. The thing I can't get though is that the, th- the thing I still can't get, though, is that Brooks gets suspended for what he did. Draymond got a play. He ended up getting tossed as well in game one, and he didn't even get a single suspension. I don't even think he got right. fined. Or, no, he got fined. That's it. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then who was it that yanked on Jaws' knee and injured him? Who was it, Poole? Poole, yeah. He reached over. He wasn't even going for the ball. He reached over, grabbed Jaws' knee, and yanked it. And all he got was a foul. Too too lenient. So, I think you're right, Steve. I think Golden State's going to win it, and I think the NBA's going to make damn sure of it. Oh, yeah, especially in Clay Thompson's first season back. You know, that's yeah. the one thing that uh, I, I, they were the golden boys before before Clay Thompson got injured, and the NBA wants to make sure they go back to being the golden boys. 
Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I mean, don't get me wrong. They are good. They are very they good. Are. And they develop young players. They got guys on their bench that can play. Moody can play. Um, what's that guy's name? Kamika? He can play. Kaminga, yeah. Yeah, Pooh comes off the bench. Otto Porter. Um, Gary yeah. Payton Jr. They develop players. They've still got Wiseman that's injured that's going to be a star. So, yeah, Golden State's not going nowhere for a while. They they no. they had a they had a a couple of bad seasons, but they did what they needed to do with the draft. And then they picked up Wiggins, which was a good move. Yep. Cuz everybody had given up on him and they were like no, I think he fits in. I think I think he'll fit in good with us. Um, uh, so it, it, uh, you mentioned you mentioned Gary Payton Jr. Uh, an update on him: he is considered to be a long shot to play in the Western Conference Finals, but there is a shot that, assuming the Lakers do, or I'm not the Lakers, assuming the Warriors do make the uh, finals, there is a shot that he could play in the NBA Finals. Oh, I think they're going to so, make the finals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I am, I am over. very, 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 very impressed by Luka. But oh, yeah. as far as Dallas goes, that's about it for me. Uh, and, I mean, you uh, know, everybody you know, talks at, about, oh, my God, look how far Seth Curry shoots threes from. Pay attention to where Lucas shoots drop back threes from. He'll shoot a yeah. drop back three from as far as Curry shoots a stand up three. Like literally every single game that the Celtics had against the Mavs, uh, I think it was two or three times that they played that they faced the Celtics this year. Every single time the game was on the line and Luka Doncic got the ball last, I basically said that game over because literally he can he can yeah. hit it from however many people are guarding him whatever yeah he's good from it doesn't matter yeah he's good they just they just need they need more pieces they need dallas needs more pieces yeah they right. got jalen brunson who's going to be uh who's going to be headed for free agency uh they do have um i believe there is someone else who's headed to free agency. I can't quite. Well, Br- Brunson will probably leave. But, yeah. yeah. Brunson will probably leave. Uh, hang on one second. I believe we have. Wait a minute. Let me just make sure that the number is correct. Yeah, we have uh, Alex, uh, Alex joining us. Who? Uh, hey guys, Jim. How are you? Jim, you don't you don't you hey, don't Alex. know who Alex is, Jim, but he joined us a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's okay. a good friend of Lou's. Yeah, he's good on deal. my show. How you doing, Alex? I'm doing great. I, I'm re- really grateful for you guys to have me on. Having a nice weekend. Hope everyone's doing well. Good. Leon, Glad to meet God. you. Glad to meet you. Nice. Alex is on my day. show uh, lots of times. Yeah, Louie Louis had a great uh, Louis had a great show earlier, and 
I had mentioned I really uh, I really had a fun time on this one two weeks ago. So I do a good party. Well, good, yeah, good. Right, right now we're talking NBA playoffs and and nice. what's good and what's bad. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We 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 have we have kind of determined that the league, whether we like it or not, and most of us don't like it, has turned into a three point shooting contest. Yeah, it has. I mean, uh, if I could just chime in right off the rip, just real quick. I mean, yeah, you're totally right. It's it's evolved. It's different. Like they're gone to the days of like the post up uh, big man Patrick Ewing, Hakeem Olajuwon. Right. Now everyone everyone kind of lives on the perimeter. And uh, exactly. if you can't if you can't get out and guard the three point line, look at like uh, Rudy Gobert, Vukovic. These big guys are getting uh, 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 faded, uh, you know, phased out. You got to be shooters. Look at Go- Golden State; just lives on the three point line, and no one can touch them. That's right. And they and the thing about Golden State, they just keep developing more three point shooters. It's like everybody yeah. they put out there can hit a three. Yeah, they're loaded. That's great coaching. I mean, Steve Kerr's awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, watch these two games tonight. Are you guys uh, – does anyone by chance have the Celtics on right now? The Celtics are kind of waking up a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching it right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm watching it. I didn't know I time was going to – yeah, I, you know, just between us, I said now that it's, I took uh, the Celtics, I, I, I didn't know Time Lord was not going to play tonight. Yeah, yeah it's because Robert of his Williams. Knee, uh, the, it's because of the knee that he had surgery on. Uh, a lot of people are saying that because he came back too early, uh, oh, his knee is, has become yeah. sore in recent weeks. Yeah. And Miami Miami got off to such a great start tonight, and a lot of that was in due part to Kyle Lowry being back in the lineup and pushing the ball and finding open guys. Absolutely. That's a bad whistle. That's a bad whistle. That's uh Now, man, now we're looking, that guys. Was, we're that was in, uh, down. You guys know that these these games can switch on a they can flip on a switch. They're down twenty. They're they're totally alive right now. Oh, I mean, yeah. You, I mean, this is yeah. the NBA. I have I have said for years. You know, if if you like the NBA, but you're not just really a fanatic, turn it on for the last eight or ten minutes, and you'll see what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Right. More unnecessary turnovers. I don't know what is up with the Celtics passing tonight, but they are just horrendous. It's Some of the some of these uh some of these passes, like Marcus Smart earlier, uh I guess he must have thought that uh what's his name? Uh that Derek White was below the rim. When indeed, when instead Derek White was completely on the opposite side, and he threw it straight to a Miami Heat uh-huh. player for an easy turnover, I I do not understand some of these passes that the that's Celtics a, are making tonight. Steve, yeah. Steve, I know I know you know this, Steve. I know you know this from being a, a Celtics fan. That's what you get with Marcus Smart. You get a yeah. game where it's like, oh my God, he's a super All Star. And then the next game, you're like, what the hell are you doing? He's a fucking dumbass. That's basically <laughs> the, the switch. Well, he, he he's just dumbass. very inconsistent. Very inconsistent. Consistency is key, people. Yeah, Can't you're right. It's not a shot, though. 
You know, right. someone well, like who I really like who's uh, kind of under the radar, he was a late-round draft pick, obviously, from Oregon, is uh, Peyton Pritchard. Now, he he's going to yeah. get exposed if you play him, like, 35 minutes, but he's great off the bench. No, he's yeah, definitely he's, a he's been out like. there, but he hadn't done too much. Yeah, I like him. Problem is, he's very he's hesitant. Unless it's, a, unless it's a wide-open three, he's very yeah. hesitant to shoot the ball. He's got to and then up. the Put other up. part of it, Steve, is is what about his defense? Can he guard anybody? Yeah. Is uh, there anybody he can guard? His defense is suspect. I'll put it that way. Like he's great sometimes. Other times he he just completely gets manhandled. It all depends right. on who he's guarding. Now you yeah. don't they, like they, uh, at the same time, unless he's on Tyler Hero. They can kind of hide him defensively. I don't know what the matchup is right now. I'm looking at it right now. I just got home. But, uh, you know, if if he gets hot, they can kind of make up for it with help defense. Because uh, Lowry, Lowry's not 25 years old anymore. He's not going to go at Richard. Oh, no, he, he's right. 36. No, he can't. <laughs> he's 36. No, they, can kind of hide him. they got smart on uh, – smart on. Uh, oh, no, they got Jalen Brown on Harrow. Jalen Brown's a great defender. I don't think Hero is even out on the court. That was a lucky shot. Oh, sorry, sorry, guys. Uh, Max Struss. Sorry, not Hero. Yeah, I was. I was going to say. I thought. Hero, yeah. I thought Hero got brought back to the bench. I love Hero, man. He's a great. He's a great talent. Yeah, I think he is too. I think. I think he's really good. Wow. How, yeah. How fun would it be to watch a six man like Hero make an All Star game? Oh dear. I, I, hey. Imagine him. He would be like the star on the New York Knicks, and he's the sixth man in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this there's is, this guys like very... that, though. You know, there's guys all across the league like that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Six, six, six man that could be stars somewhere else. And Struss this really came out of nowhere. To... He's always been... They, they uh Bolstra just plugged him right into the lineup midseason. Max Struss, no one saw that coming. Well, let's well, not forget. Spolstra, let's not forget. Thing, thing about it, Spolstra knows what he's doing. Oh, he's great. He's a brilliant coach. Top, top yeah. three, top three coach maybe. I think. Right now, I think he is. Pat, right Pat now, Riley, I do. Oh, Pat Riley. I think he uh, is. Oh, is Pat Riley's protege? Is uh, yeah. understudy? Right. Yeah, he, let's he, not forget. Trust Drew, me, he learned. He learned well. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Let's not forget that. though. Struess is a former is a former Celtic, but 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 Danny Ainge looked at him and said, "Nah, he's not good enough. Let's cut him." Wow. And instead, let's, let's keep. Let's keep. Yeah, kind of like Steve. Kind of like the decision he made on Desmond Bain. Oh my God! Oh yeah, that shooting guard in Memphis right now. He he yeah. he said he wasn't good enough for the Celtics. He's one of my favorite players in the whole league, Desmond Bain. You know the Grizzlies—they let Dylan Brooks run wild, taking all. You thought he was Michael Jordan. They should have had uh, Desmond Bain taking those shots. Yeah, well that that's my team. That's my team. So I know oh, what you're talking so about. I feel Man. your pain because that's my team. <laughs> your blue collar, some yeah, of the blue collar. Uh, I love the Grizzlies, man. Do you do you think they're better without Jaw? It's so polarizing. 
Well, I don't I don't think so. I think it's a good question because of their record they had without him. I think that just shows how deep they are and how they all step up when they yeah. don't have him. But I don't right. you know, I don't think you can say we're better without Jaw. I mean, it's we kind of saw, saw it with Golden State when Ja got hurt. We were out of it. Yeah. Like you said, the record, uh, they like, they, it's it's strange because I think Bane, uh, Brooks, Brooks obviously thinks he is, but uh, guys like Bane, they're ready to be the guy. So when oh, Ja's Bane. not there, they all, they all kind of like blossom. And then Bane ja is comes great. Kind of, Jaw comes back Bain after the injury. I, I could honestly do without Brooks except for his defense. Yeah. I could do without him throwing up all them bricks he throws up, but he plays yeah. great defense. Lockdown. Yeah. Some key, so. some key numbers right some key numbers right now. Uh three point percentage, Miami is shooting forty three point eight percent. They are seven of sixteen. Wow. They also have they also have only three turnovers. Boston Whoa. is two for Boston is two for eleven with eighteen point two percent, while they have committed ten turnovers in this game. Yeah. There you go. So and yeah, well, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. But bottom line, Miami Miami showed up to play tonight. Yeah. Yeah, Miami showed up to play. Boston was was still living on the glory of blowing out Miami at home. Yeah, and you think about um, you think about the Miami Heat guys. I mean, their, yeah. their championship pedigree: PJ Tucker, Jimmy Butler. Come on, these guys are troopers, right. and they love yeah. they love the idea. Yeah, of you gotta th- you gotta throw Lowry into that. Yeah, they love the idea of going into Boston on TV and smacking them around on you know and. This, they're ready for this game. Right. People and forget. we're still waiting. Steve, Steve, here's the bad part. We're still waiting for Butler to get cranked up. When he gets cranked up, yeah. good gosh, no telling what it's going to be. Yeah, only six points tonight so far. Yeah. Bam Adebayo has 16. But, he, but, but he's a second-half player. That's, that's what he is. And, guys. Bam Adebayo, Bam Adebayo could potentially have a triple double at the end of tonight. Wow. Yeah. Sixteen points, sixteen think, points, six assists, and four rebounds so far for Adebayo. I think I think wow. I think Bam got tired of hearing people ask, "Where did you mm-hmm. go?" <laughs> well, also also no right. no uh, Rock Williams is helping Bam, but Bam's a great player. Sorry for all the questions, guys. I I just got in. What did uh, one more question? Then I'm gonna I'm gonna listen for about 20 minutes straight. I promise. All right. What uh? Well, I just looked at Tatum. What is what is Tatum not shooting? He's not playing tonight. What's going on? He's he's been out there, but yeah, he he he's not been the player that he's normally been taking over. He's missing his shots, mm-hmm. and and it. Seemed more like Jalen Brown has tried to be the one taking over instead of Tatum. Yeah, Tatum is one for seven overall, and he's zero for three from three point range so far. So yeah, he's, this he's is just one of those games out. where 
this is one of those games where if Tatum gets any points, it's all going to be in the second half. Or maybe he just will get – he'll put on another 10-point performance like he did against Milwaukee. Evidently, evidently they changed up their defense on how they're, how they're guarding him. Yes. And we know uh, – and, you know, we've already said how, how good Spolstra is. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like an adjustment yeah. he would make. Miami tonight, another stat, 16 points off of turnovers, and they have nine steals. Mm. Wow. But it's, yeah. it's still, you know, even though it might be early, I've watching these Celtics play all season long, this game is over. It, it, it may still oh, be early, come on. but this game is over. So you don't, you, don't think, you don't think they're the type of team that will mount a comeback? Oh. Only chance they have is if, the, is if the only chance they have is if the Jasons start shooting. And right now, Jalen yes. Brown is the only one that's showing up. Well, Tatum just hit a layup. And it's, I think also another thing, too, it's very different without, like, I, 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 once again, like you said before, Robert Williams, you're not going to see twenty point a 20-point differential out of Robert Williams. No. He's not going to score that no. much. But on defense, it's a completely different story. Oh. Because on, def- on defense, he's able to get those rebounds that Miami has been able to out-hustle Boston, Boston for on the offensive end. Horford. Yeah, Horford, Horford cuts it to 18. I love him. The Philadelphia gave him away. Can you imagine that? Are you kidding me, Philadelphia? He got it. But yeah. you know what? Philadelphia, Philadelphia's known for that. They gave Butler away, too. Yep. <laughs> no, I, 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 different. Hey, you wonder why I won a championship in nearly 40 years? Hmm. Right. You, you, you exactly. want Ben Simmons or you want James Harden, yeah. and you don't want Jimmy Butler and Al Horford. Right. Uh, I, t- I told. And they traded, I told uh, one of our. They... Uh... <laughs> Go ahead, Alex. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, no, just to build on his great point, and they and remember they the, trust the process. They had him beat in Simmons for years. They were tanking, collecting those lotto picks, and they moved them all, and they really got nothing back. And now they're stuck. They're married to uh, a malcontent. They're married to uh, James Harden, who's just uh, right. oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. I know. Stop. I know. <laughs> I mean, imagine, imagine, imagine being Harden. Joel Embiid and looking around at what all's going on. I'd want to smack Harden in that locker room, man. He he wasn't even hustling. He wasn't playing defense. He wasn't rebounding. Well, he he, he, he don't ever he don't ever play defense. Disgraceful. No, Harden's not a championship player. That's that's clear. Oh. All no. he all he want all he wants is his stats. Yep. Stat you know, I told uh, I, I told one of our whispers moderators, uh, Tim Gross, who uh, has occasionally called into this show, uh, and he calls and into is our, a huge, our is a podcast. huge Philly fan. Yeah, I told him when uh, he originally hated the Al Horford signing, and I told him I said, "Ooh, actually, that's a pretty big three by Tatum." Uh, what I said was okay. Philly is not going to know how to utilize Horford, especially 
with Embiid out there at the same time. The reason why Horford did such a good job in Boston is because they knew how he became a, a facilitator, basically, out there. And he was able to help with the pick and roll, among other things. And I would have I would have loved to had Horford in Memphis. Now, granted, Horford wasn't the same player that he was with the Atlanta Hawks, but I, you know a lot of people a lot of people looked at the Kemba Walker deal uh, this off season when they reacquired Al Horford, and they said, "Oh, Horford's not going to do anything. He's just going to sit on the bench." And and yeah, Horford became a key part of this of of, of the the uh, turnaround of this Celtics season because of his veteran leadership. You know, he kept players in check in the locker room, on the court. Yeah, and I mean, I mean he still, but but on the floor he still does what's expected of him. He hits shots. Yeah. He plays defense. He gets rebounds. He sets picks. I mean, he's a good guy to have out there. No, he's not a 20, 15, 10 guy, but no. I, I like I said, I, I and I'm glad Memphis got Stephen Allen because he's a player like that. But Horford yeah, could score. Hardcore. Yeah, Horford could score a little more than Stephen Allen, mm-hmm. so I'd love to have him. But you know, we're happy with with Stephen Allen, but I don't know why anybody would not want. Al Horford. Horford and that just goes back to Philly. Right that goes back to Philly's management. Who the heck is making those decisions? You don't want yeah. Al Horford? You don't want Jimmy Butler? <laughs> the problem, the I guess problem they, they with didn't Horford want, they, didn't they never had uh, Allen Iverson right. and Aaron McKee back in the golden years. Allen Iverson was blue collar. That's That's his identity. And Philadelphia, not for nothing, I'm an Eagles fan. I mean, Rocky, that's a blue-collar Brian Dawkins. Those got that's a blue-collar city. Right. They love they love a Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I mean, my gosh, Jimmy Butler would be a superstar in Philly if they'd have just kept him. Yeah, hero, a legend. Yeah. They'd have the probably put a Harper. statue up for him. Right. <laughs> The problem with Horford and Philly that everybody everybody was looking at. Everybody was looking at this in, uh, in What about Jimmy Butler? I was just simply saying I mean, how do you get rid of that guy if you really wanna take a young team to the next level? You yeah. around Butler because they didn't want to pay him. They didn't want to pay him. Yeah, but they wanna pay Ben Simmons, they wanna pay James Harden. <laughs> Well, well, don't forget Ben Simmons. Don't forget Jim. Jim, don't Come forget on, coming man. out of college. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons was being looked at as the LeBron James of point guards. Steve, coming out Steve, of college. I told, I told you when this guy was in college. He played in the SEC, which is yeah. where I live because of my Arkansas Razorbacks. I oh, told wow. you at the LSU, guy was yeah. not. I told you the guy was what was not worth a shit. He yeah. quit he quit on his team at LSU. He said yeah. I you know, I'm out. 
I'm going to wait and see where I get drafted. I knew, and, and, and I watched him play. He had no effort, no energy. He was not into it. He didn't give a crap if his team won or lost. All he wanted was his money. That's all he wanted. And congrats, congrats to Ben Simmons. He got it. But that's Philly's dumbass. Yeah. Because when I saw him play, he he was he was nothing. He, I, and I was like, how do they think this guy is the number one pick? He ain't done shit. Well, he, he, no, it's like the That's unicorn. The he he kind of Chet, Chet Holmgren, Gonzaga. I smell that a little bit with him too. It's like this, as a scout or as a GM or a coach, you get a, you, you fall in love with this this fantasy. Oh my God, Ben Simmons, six ten, lefty, point guard, but he, the guy's soft. I saw my team play against him. And and when 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 I watch my team, I know players that I'm worried about them playing against that could go off and have good games against. I was never worried about Ben Simmons. No. Simmons is a joke. Yeah. So they pass up on Al Horford. They pass up on Jimmy Butler, which is. A incredible mistake, and they throw all this money at Ben Simmons, who don't even want to play, don't have no heart for it, could care less, don't even want to play, just wants the money, and then they have to say, okay, finally, we're going to have to move him, so let's bring in this little fat ass that won't play defense and get James Harden. And it looks like, hey, we made the better move because at least he played and Ben didn't play. Right. No, you you didn't. You didn't make a better move. What did you get out of Harden? Seriously, what did you get out of Harden in the playoffs? What did he do? Didn't jack shit. Yeah. And now you got got Embiid. You got Embiid, Matt. You got Embiid mad that he's got Harden with him. Yeah. Jim, the and pro- how are you going to get rid of him now? How are you going to get rid of this guy? Well, he's going to opt in. First off, he's going to opt into his uh, player option, which is worth about oh, $45 million. Dollars right. Of course he is. He he can opt in and what make like, what, $47 million next year? Four, $45, mm-hmm. I think. Or it's somewhere anywhere from from forty five to forty seven million, depending on the uh, yeah. Yes, he he'd be a fool not to opt in because ain't nobody else gonna give it to him next year. Nope, no shot, no shot. He would make that. Uh, so they they stuck they stuck with that contract, so they can't go sign no. They can't go sign other players. And you know, you know, Jim, the thing, the thing with Philly and uh, and Al Horford is, I mean, if if it was if it was any other player, maybe maybe it would be a different story. If if it, if it was you know anybody other than Embiid, but with Embiid being out there at the same time as him, 
it's a horrible stylistic uh, duo because yeah. both essentially do the exact same thing, except the difference is Embiid scores more. But both are primarily used for the same reason, you know, to get the to get the rebound to get the rebound to, to be a partial facilitator. So well, I don't, I don't really see anything them, wrong with having. I don't really see anything wrong with having two guys like that. Nah. You can play them at no. the same time, or you can rest one and let the other play. I don't see nothing wrong with that. Problem is, is that Philly, Philly completely screwed up how they utilized him because when he was off of the bench, he was very rarely used off of the bench. Like, they would put him in for maybe a couple of series, and then they would take him out. And basically, Philadelphia fans were looking at this signing like, why the fuck did we even sign him if he's barely even doing anything? The problem is, he was barely given any chance to play. Yeah. So obviously, he's not going to put up the same numbers like he did in Boston. Steve. Yeah. Oh, no, as always, you always have awesome uh, insights. Uh, for some reason, maybe it's me, you're a little low on your volume. Uh, it, might, it might be because of, uh, I thought my phone has been screwy recently, so may, maybe, it, maybe oh, it's, it's because it's of, uh, I love hearing you, that's why. It, it might, mm-hmm. it might be, it might be because he's looking at these, these uh, webcam shots of players, yeah. of people. <laughs> oh well, we don't want that. Hey now, hey now. <laughs> it, it is Saturday night. I mean, God. <laughs> Saturday night special. Right. No, I do, I, do, I do need to get a new. I need to get a new case for my phone, so it might be that. You okay. Did, you uh, did the funnest night of the week. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, well, you know what's surprising. I mean, Ultimately, ultimately, Philly is screwed for next year because they got to pay this guy somewhere between forty-five and forty-seven million dollars, so they can't oh, improve God. their roster, and he probably won't even play but about fifty games. So, wow! I mean, you know, it's same thing. Same thing that New Jersey goes through with with Kyrie. When he plays, yes. oh man, he's really, really good. But you know, he's just—he's a part-time player. That's you know, it's like if you own a business company, you want your best people there forty hours a week, and you want the other people there twenty, twenty-four hours a week. Kyrie is a twenty to twenty-four hour a week person, and he should be a forty-hour a week person. Yep. Yeah. But he don't care either. That's because the of his own you stupidity. Got some players, you got some players, they really don't care. All they care about is their money. All right, looking at the cap space, they actually do not have cap space right now. They are <laughs> over. They are over by about $19 million. Who? <laughs> uh-huh. Philly. Thank wow. you, thank you, James Harden. <laughs> They're stuck. Anywhere from, it says it says here anywhere from nineteen to twenty eight million. They're in the hole for. So now they got oh. they they now they got get they got to get rid of other people 
just so they can keep and him and pay him to not play. They might, they might not for keep free him. Agents, and for free agents this year, they have Harden, who has a player option and is likely going to use it. Uh, they have Paul Millsap, who basically is worth only about $2 million against the cap. Shake Milton is only 1.6 mil. DeAndre Jordan was playing for the minimum. And Miles Powell, who didn't even have a contract. So, uh, basically, their only notable free agent is James Harden. And he's going to opt in anyways with the player option. So, basically, Philly is not going to – Philly is stuck with this roster – Unless Billy, they, unless Billy they is, make some Billy major is stuck movement. with what they have. They're stuck with what they have, and they're going to have to cut a couple of people and take people mm-hmm. that they can get maybe at league minimum. Just so they can well, play I mean, James Harden. You know, one person, for example, they could potentially get rid of, Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris, you know, is making about – Let's see, what did he do this year? This year he did oh, about 17 points per game, but yet he's getting paid he $37 was, he was million. Dollars. He's getting paid $37 million to be decent. I mean, I'm sorry, but, you know, if I'm if I'm yeah. somebody... If I'm paying somebody around thirty, thirty-five, thirty-seven million dollars per season, I would want significant. You know, I, I would want significant production out of them. But I, I mean, you just take a look at the, uh, their top three contracts are to Tobias Harris, James Harden, and Joel Embiid. And even Danny Green, Danny Green is making $10 million per year, and he probably won't be available until February this season because of, uh, because of the injury that he suffered during the, during the playoffs. That's going to force him to be out for, well, let's face it, he's not going to do any off-season training for quite a while. Uh, as far as any of the other deals, I mean, literally there are only four players who are in double digits in terms of millions for mm. annual salaries. And three of them are their top stars. So, and, well, actually, let me look. Is there any... I need to see if there's any dead cap, if there's any any cap that they're paying yeah. the players who are no longer on the team. Uh, I do not. Does that count? Does that count it. against them? Yes, I, it's it's like the NFL. I'm trying to find. Oh my God! If, if that uh, counts against teams, the New York Mets are going to forever have to count Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> Bobby oh Bonilla. no! Well, they still are. They still are. Yeah. You got to give it to that guy. He pulled off one of the best contract heists in the world. I'm still waiting for that guy to hand in his his, uh, ski mask. Yeah, that was was Robert. Uh Maybe we could buy it on eBay. We could auction it on eBay, the ski mask he had. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, you got hey, you got to give it, you got to give it to Bobby Bo. He Mark, he he, he, he got him. <laughs> the, the Mets used to be starters. Now maybe, hopefully they're with us. Yeah, I don't think actually, actually I don't think that cap counts. They're still paying them, I think, until twenty twenty five. I don't even know. It's yeah, that, that, for, for they're still they're still paying him because every year. Every year when when it comes due for his payment, there's postings and tweets and everything. This is Bobby Bonilla yeah. Day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's nuts. You know, oh, you know. I, I guess I don't know if he's married or not, but his wife would have to ask, "Where do you get this money from?" <laughs> You know there is, there is actually dead cap. If there's a, if there's a player who ends up switching teams, uh, whether they were waived or uh, if they were waived with guaranteed money during the season still on their contract, technically that money does count against the team that they were waived by. So say say for example James Harden were to randomly be cut by by Philadelphia in the middle of the season. Philadelphia it still counts against Yeah, it would they would yeah. be on the hook for for his remaining Well, that that that's a that's a smart rule. I mean, it should be that yeah. way. You know, because that makes it too easy for teams to to get out of contracts. And that's right. what the NFL does. The NFL lets you buy with that. You know, right. we'll cut you and we don't have to pay you. But the NBA don't allow that. Marcus Smart is injured. Oh, oh. no way. Well, time for Pritchard. Pritchard. Dog. And he, he, is, he is hollering in pain. Oh, I just saw that. I just, I, I'm, I'm behind, but I just well, saw right that. Now. I don't have yeah. a, I don't have a uh, right table. I'm walking, I'm oh, walking on yeah, it didn't. It oh, didn't boy. look good. It didn't look good. Oh, he bent. He bent his. Uh, he bent his ankle. Oh. Yeah, oh, it, it didn't look good, good at this all. This is not a good sign. And he's had. No, uh, he's had that ankle before. Yeah, that didn't right. look but, good. Uh, that that didn't look good. Jimmy, this a, re- this has not been a good out. night for Boston. As you guys Jimmy know, that type, is- type of injury keeps getting reaggravated. We do have yeah. more news too. We do have more news too. Jimmy Butler apparently is out for the rest of the game with knee inflammation, according to wow. the Miami Heat. So Butler and Smart are out. Butler and Smart are out. <laughs> this game is going to be well, over for you. Well, but, but, Butler we is for sure, and it looks like Smart. Smart looks like Smart yeah. might be out longer than just tonight. By the way, it looks like injury. I think Butler so. Might be too. Butler might be too, depending on how severe the uh, inflammation is. Oh, it's, yeah. Oh, uh, what what do uh, what do they uh, mean when they say what do they mean when they say inflammation? I mean, exactly what is swelling. that? Swelling. Swelling. See, they. I'm I'm not trying to be hard on them, but. If it comes down to it, they could play with that. They could. Yeah. 
He is. He is. But, but at the a, same time, but if you've got if you've tough. got this guy, if you've got this kind of lead and this kind of game going, yeah, you sit him. But I don't think you're worried about him being out for the rest of the series. No, but he could potentially miss game four, depending on how bad the swelling is. If they can, he's, he's uh, such a tough. He's such, right. he's such a. He's He's also such a tough guy and a, and a real warrior. If he can play at all, he's going to play. Yeah. There is, and there and is, the other question the would be is, the other thing, the question would be is, they're going to call it what they called it and say it's swelling, but is it maybe just water on the knee that they can just drain and he'll be okay? Possibly. I think it all depends. I think it all depends on how he wakes up. Because I've seen, I've, you know, I've seen this happen before with certain uh, with certain Boston uh, players in the different sports, where you know it looks like it isn't that bad, but they take him out for precautions, and then the next day, you know, while it looked like the swelling had gone down, it then flares back up. So it depends. Right. On how on uh, uh, how they're able to treat it, and uh, oh that ankle, oh Smith, my God, they yeah, just showed it was, again. Was, that ankle, oh, why would we want to show it again? If if he if he, 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 if, if he, if he did if if he didn't uh, break he's it, he's, he's done. He's out. If he didn't break break it, he sprained it severely. It's that it's he was taken to the locker room without any, uh, or or not without any. Uh, he was taken to the locker room without being able to put any weight on the foot. Oh. Yeah, I just I just watched him escort him out. Oh. So, right, well, Lou, Lou, what do you think, Lou? What do you, what do you think right now with the four teams left? Who do you think is going to be in the finals? Well, I got news for you. I think if if what happened? If we waste some time, smart. I think uh, the Celtics are going to be done. So it looks like it might be uh, Miami taking it. I had, you know, the Celtics as my dark horse, but now it might change. So I think it might be the Heat versus the Warriors in the final. Yeah. All right. We I don't. I don't see right else? now. This. I still think. I still think this series is up for grabs and debatable. But I don't think. And I'm not knocking Dallas, but I don't think right. they have a chance against Golden State. No, not with just Luka. They don't. They don't have, do have the have type a... of team that matches up with Go. Like I said earlier, no. the the best team that could have took out Golden State was Memphis because they matched up so well with them. Until Moran got hurt. Yeah, we we do have hurt. another. Uh, we do have another caller joining us. Uh, we have Kyle. Uh, who has called in previously, oh. and he is also in Sports Whispers. Uh, Kyle is now joining us on the line. How's hey, it going, Kyle? Yeah, yeah. I'm good, guys. I, I got a couple of minutes before my aircraft arrives, but I just want to <laughs> say, um, so I just got to say, Celtics, man, they're they're looking scary. I mean, I mean, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, probably the two hottest. Young players right now, excluding John Morant and Luca, but man, man, and to think, yeah. and to think, to think, Steve, that people from Boston and up 
in Massachusetts. They wanted Martel Fultz over Jason Tatum. How? What? How in the world? How do in Martel the world do Fultz? people want Martel Fultz over didn't, Jason Tatum? Didn't uh, didn't Philly go well, for him? Did? Didn't yeah, Philly go for him? How? Yeah. And another bad, bias, another so. bad move by Philly. We didn't talk about. Yeah. Right, and it's just like stupid's a better word. Like <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm a little biased, but Paulo Bancaro, he's looking really hot right now. Paulo Bancaro is a, a name to watch out for. I know Chet Holmgren is getting a lot of love from Gonzaga, but watch out for my boy Paulo Bancaro. Yeah, I think so, but I, I. I think the best play in the draft is going to be the kid from Auburn. Yeah, Jabari. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Jabari. Magic, I think Magic, I think he's the best player. The Magic are going to either pick number one or Chet. I think Jabari is going to be the best, uh, safest pick yeah. overall. Right. So, so the knock about Paulo Bancaro is what? The only knock on Paulo Bancaro is what? He's too skinny. He needs to bulk up. What was the knock on Kevin Durant when he came out of Texas? Too skinny needs to bulk up. Now Kevin Durant yeah. can't be stopped. You know, I'm and not that, saying Paul that's, kinda, me. that's kind of the knock on the Gonzaga guy. He needs to bulk yeah, up. Yeah, right. Yeah. If if he's a if he's a big seven foot guy in the NBA, he needs to gain some weight. He's a lot thinner. He's a lot thinner than Durant. Uh, ben Charo's yeah. like two forty. Ben Charo's not that thin. Right. But but right. if you look at Parker, he's got it all. He's got the body. He can play inside. He can shoot outside. I mean, look, my I've I've watched my team play him in the SEC because I'm a Razorback fan. This yeah, kid right. is good. It was like a few years ago. I told Steve when the draft was coming. I said. Boy, if somebody don't pick that Edwards kid from Georgia, they making a damn mistake because he is going to be a star. And look at him at Minnesota now. Right. I think I think Jabari has got that in him. What, what I really so, want to say. It'll, before, it'll be uh, an interesting draft. It'll be an interesting draft. What I really wanted to say before I meet this inbound in a second I just want to say, my boy Howie Roseman deserves a kiss. He deserves a marriage. He deserves a hot <laughs> wife. He deserves something. Because all I got to say is fly eagles fly. <laughs> so you're you're like you're like Tim. You're a big Eagles fan. Oh, since the Brian Dawkins days, Lito Shepard, Jeremiah Trotter, <laughs> all those boys. I can go. I can. I guess that it sucks to be a little older. That's, I can go back. All right, we're I see, met, Steve. We're seeing a good sign. I met. Uh, good I met. Marcus Smart's fan. jogging back to the floor. Oh, okay. Yes, he's pulling hey, up Paul hey, Pierce. Hey, our, our friend is joining. Uh, who's about to get? Our friend is about to get the flight. I uh, I met a bunch of the Eagles growing up in training camp. Randall, uh, Fred, all those guys, and I love Dawkins yeah. and McDab and all those guys. Go Eagles. Well, you should feel at home in Whispers because we we keep up with the Eagles in there. Yeah, they, they had looks like an incredible draft. 
and they added AJ Brown, and they just got an, another 15, lockdown corner. Okay. I was I was Do one it. of the guys the night of the draft. I was telling Tim because he's such Eagles fan. I was telling Tim, and I told Steve because the Patriots passed on him. I said, "Oh my God, why yeah. did the Patriots not?" picked that quarterback from Alabama. And then when the Eagles got him, I said, Tim, you're going to be very, very happy. I said, he ain't going to give you no flashy 5,000 yards, but the guy's a winner. Looks like it was an ankle roll from what it's, uh, from, from what it, uh, from what it, uh, from what it sounds like on, uh, or not what it sounds like, but from what I'm reading on Twitter, it sounds like it was just an ankle roll. And well, they've cut, it to is, thir- uh, they've cut it to 13. We're about to have a game. I mean, this is a huge, this is a huge lift right now for this team that looked like he was probably. A They're huge playing really tight defense. Effect. They're playing really tight defense on Miami right now, and Miami don't have Jimmy Butler out there to bail them out. No. Not, uh, yeah, not tonight. And who knows? He depending on depending on the uh, on the condition of his knee. Uh, who knows? He'll probably play in Game Four, but who knows how much he will play in Game Four? Because we've even seen Kyle Lowry tonight. Uh, ooh, what? That was a wide open a wide open pass mm-hmm. and. Cut it to was 10. That Tucker who made that sh- was that Tucker who made that shot? Smart. Them? Smart. Smart just did a three. Okay. Here we go. Now. Here we go. This is, uh, I mean, if, if they can, I, I have seen them. There's only one time that they came back from a huge deficit besides the Milwaukee Bucks game. And it was when they scored 60 points on San Antonio in the second half of one, of their game this year against San Antonio, which uh, I'm sure Raynon would be more than happy for me to uh, <laughs> to uh, remember him or to uh, to remind him about. Well, wow. this game's this, getting uh, this, this game's getting a, very interesting game. now without no Jimmy Butler. Yeah. This is officially a game. Now, Jim, I wanted to I, – I hate to, you know, go off of basketball a little bit here, but I want, to get your, I want to get your thoughts on, obviously, the big story that we were talking about in Sports Whispers earlier today with Naomi and Sasha Banks basically seeming like – it seems like they're basically being erased from WWE existence after they walked out of Monday Night Raw. Uh, with good reason. I'm, uh, yeah, with good reason, obviously. For those who don't know, they were booked to basically be in the main event. Uh, they are the current women's tag team champions. They were booked to be in the main event uh, in a six-pack challenge, which would determine the winner would go on to face the Raw Women's Champion, uh, Bianca Belair at Hell in a Cell. And basically, uh, apparently the uh, rumored result was going to be that Naomi was going to win, and she was going to do it by pinning her own tag team partner. 
which would basically set up a split eventually uh, between the two. So she would go on to face Bianca at Hell in a Cell, and then Sasha apparently would go on to face uh, Ronda Rousey, and both would lose at Hell in a Cell. Yeah. And basically, they were told that you guys are yeah you guys are champions, but we're just going to keep the belts on you guys. You're not going to defend them. You're, we're just going to keep the belts yeah. on you because we need some we need somebody to feed to uh, our two champions, and you two are. Yeah. Lucky, uh, well, here, here, here's the, here's the short explanation about it. In case you're you're not a WWE fan or you don't know what we're talking about, you got two two ladies that were actually sort of individual stars. They weren't tag team stars. They were individual stars. Right. WWE. WWE comes to them. They say, we want to make you a tag team. We're going to put the belts on you at WrestleMania. We're going to give you a good, long run as tag team champions. And now they're not really getting a whole lot of tag team matches. And they show up for work, and they're told, okay, you're going to both be in the main event tonight, but... It's not a tag team. Everybody is for themselves. And we're going to have Naomi beat you, Sasha. And this is going to eventually end up with Naomi. You're going to lose to Bianca. And Mm -hmm. Sasha, you're going to be fed to Ronda and lose. And they're like, what happened to the tag team run we're supposed to have? Why are you doing this to us? Why are you just breaking us off and feeding us to be jobbers when we're not even wrestling in single matches now? We're tag team. And so they're, you know, and they're told, okay, all right, we understand We'll we'll correct it. And then, like 30 minutes later, on the, sh- you know, before, you know, the show's live, 30 minutes later, they're yeah. told, now we're going to keep it like it is. And they go back in and say, well, w- what's the deal? I thought you understood. And they're told, you need to work on your attitudes. Yeah, adjust your attitude, they were told. Yeah, and they're like, no, you know what? We gone. We won't wrestle tonight. We gone. Right. And so now and it's at just... a point where, now it's at a point where it's a standstill, where WWE is starting to erase their, they're not selling their merchandise. They're erasing their social media accounts as far as being connected with WWE. And basically saying, screw you. You should have you should have kissed our ass and done what we said. And they released a statement where they tried to make them look like villains like they didn't want to wrestle the two girls 
the two other girls because they were dangerous in the ring or something. And then so that's far from Sasha and Naomi released statements that it had nothing to do with them. We don't have no problem with them. That was never even brought up. We don't know why they're saying this. So it's the company trying to look like they're doing the right thing by being corrective. But wrestling fans aren't stupid. No. They've seen this before. They know what's going on, and Stone for the most part, they believe the two. They believe the two ladies. And the other thing I told Steve today is, it's not going to help that both ladies are of color. You're going to have other uh-huh. wrestlers of color. Stand up for him, and this is going to get really, really ugly before it's over with. Not just that, but also a little bit of a little bit of uh, extra insight as well. Uh, Naomi's husband is one half of the unified tag team champions right now, who are part of yeah. one of the hottest acts in the company. Currently. Yeah, and, and the thing is, her husband is a cousin to their biggest star right now, Roman Reigns, which has the biggest storyline going on. Him and his two cousins, Jimmy and Jay Uso, one of which is Naomi's husband. So she's family. And the yes. whole storyline for Roman is he's family. He's the head of the table. He takes care of everyone in the family. And I don't know. I I just think it's and, and the other the other thing is the other thing is Roman They're is cousins. cousins the well. Roman Roman is cousins with Jimmy, who is married to Naomi. But Roman's other cousin is The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Oh, yeah. It's going to get ugly if WWE doesn't back the hell up and say, let's just fix this. Come on, let's just fix this. But as Steve and I talked about today, that's not normally what Vince does. Nope. And as I mentioned before, this has basically gone downhill ever since, uh, ever since Triple H, who is married to Vince's daughter, uh, uh, ever since he had his power taken away from him, basically. As yeah, uh, yeah, uh, the biggest, the the biggest difference, the biggest difference when he was in charge, he was diplomatic because he had been a wrestler. He understood how they think, what they feel. Vince hadn't been a wrestler. He owned a company. He'd get mm-hmm. in there every once in a while, time to time, just to feed his ego and show that he still lifts weights and takes steroids and he's still in good shape. But yeah. Triple H actually was a superstar. Um, So he was 
diplomatic. Vince isn't. Vince don't. Vince is egotistical. So it it could get very interesting, and and very ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Needless to say, this is this is perhaps uh, as we were talking about earlier, Jim. There are so many so many people uh, who you know you know so, so many so many of their big stars who are uh, who are people of color as well. And, you know, right now they're staying silent, uh, although you do have, uh, you do have Bailey, who is also another, another huge well, women and it's, and, star. And, it, and is, it's uh, not, it's not just, it's not just because it's people of color, it's two females also. Yeah. So you're going to have, you're going to have people standing up for females, you're going to have people standing up for people of color. So, right. You know, like I like I said, I mean, I. But I agree with you, Steve Vince. In the past, he kind of said, "I don't give a shit. I'm gonna do what I want to do." But I really think this could backfire on him. And the other thing and about I'm, all of this, we're not just talking about two people that aren't any good. Sasha is probably mm-hmm. one of the top three most favorite females in the history of WWE. And Naomi is probably one of the most talented, skilled, and athletic females they've ever had. These yes. aren't just a couple of girls that aren't, they don't know what they're doing. They, these are top-notch entertainers and I understand the argument well I understand the argument you got a contract you got to do what we tell you to do but I mean it gets to a point where like you're killing our career yeah and needless needless to say this kind of fuels the uh the fire a little bit more when it comes to uh, potential rumors of a sale, because if you lose, if you lose the contracts of Naomi and Sasha Banks, and Sasha Banks is probably one of the top women getting paid in terms of money, it it makes it more attractive for anybody who uh, you know anybody who wants to who wants to buy the company. Because that's less well, money I don't, that they I, have to I don't, out. See, I I don't go that far. I don't I don't know about that, Steve. I don't know about that. If you're looking at buying this company right now with what they're going through, I think it's a huge turnoff. Yeah. Well I don't think it helps I don't think it helps a potential money. sale at all. Vince would have to sell Vince would have to settle for less for less money though, knowing the turmoil that's going on. Hmm. Well, that's part smart, yeah. like I said, like I told you today, the smartest thing that could happen is Vince to call both girls and say, "Come to a meeting. I want to fix this. I want to make this right." That's the best thing he could do 
but I don't, I don't think he's got it in him. No, because if there's one quote I recall, uh, they said that Vince never wants to, wants to say that he is wrong. Well, he was wrong he about wants this. To be, Vince always wants to be the guy that is, that is proven to be right, basically. Well, he was wrong about thing. this. He was wrong about this. The girls handled it right. Yeah. They went in, had a talk, and they were told, okay, we understand. We'll, we'll change it. And then, like, ten minutes later, they're told, no, we're going to keep it the same. You need to adjust your attitude. I mean, what kind of deal is that? Ten minutes later, after they told you they're going to change it, they come back and tell you, it's your attitude? Yeah. It's, I mean, like like I told you, this, uh, this is kind of reminiscent of, although I will say this, uh, this is actually worse than what happened with Stone Cold in 2002. In 2002, Stone Cold Steve Austin, arguably one of the, or I shouldn't say one of, he was the top star in the company and had been, in, had been the top star in the company for years. Uh, he was booked to lose to Brock Lesnar at King of the Ring. And, and lose cleanly And he chose not to do it And he ended up taking his ball And walking out And Of course now all these years later He said that That he could have probably handled the situation A lot differently uh, yeah. And expressed regret about it However now But, but, but that, that that's a little different Steve You're talking about Stone Cold And Brock Lesnar that's a different yeah. level than we're talking about somebody like Sasha and Naomi in some kind of stupid tag team elimination match. I mean, right. That happened on a pay-per-view and it was with two huge stars. So, yeah, you might have you might have really wanted to object to that. Um mm-hmm. And I know Stone Cold has said recently that he regrets that and he was wrong, but who knows, you know, because his podcast still airs on Peacock for WWE. I don't know. Oh, dear. Um, I, I kind of think it, I, I don't think it's a good comparison. I think it's kind of apples to oranges, really. I think it's yes. two really different things. Yeah. No, it, it it is it is too complete. That's why I said this one, you know, this instance is obviously a lot worse compared to uh, compared to what it uh, what happened back then. I mean, with this one, it's more it's more of a you, you know they they've said that it's a very toxic atmosphere nowadays. Uh, in the uh, in the WWE when they go when well, they go I mean, to events I mean, they've lost like they've lost a lot of big name entertainers recently that have gone somewhere else. So, so I mean, it's like 
It's a trend. You can't ignore it. You keep losing this right. guy, this guy, this girl, this guy, this guy, and now you're doing this to these girls. It's like you can't do it's that. Really adding up that something ain't right. Yeah. And not just, not just that, but uh, they have also been. Uh, by, by the way, the video that was put out by WWE of uh, Michael Cole, the spokesperson for uh, Vince McMahon, we can technically say, uh, of him explaining last night what had happened. Uh, that that video has more dislikes than likes on YouTube right now. Yeah, uh, and the other thing, the other thing that I found crazy about this. Um, I mean, if you don't know, the announcers have earplugs where Vince is telling them what to say. And when Michael Cole first announced it, if you look at Corey Graves' face, he was like, what? But, like, two minutes later, Corey Graves is running running them down and using words that I know for a fact Corey Graves don't even know what they mean. What, uh, wait, you mean you mean Pat McAfee? Because McAfee's on SmackDown. Right. Graves is on Raw. It was last night, right? Yeah, yeah, McAfee. Yeah, it's McAfee. There, yeah. there were words being used. I didn't even know what they meant. <laughs> and also, so also, you knew, you knew Vince out. was in. You knew Vince was telling them what to say. Yeah. And and also, they have been taken out of the opening intro that they do for every uh, WWE event, too. Uh, yeah. Sasha Banks has been replaced by Cody Rhodes, and Naomi has been replaced by Ronda Rousey on the uh, signature that they do at the beginning of every show where they do the then, now, when they do the then, now, and forever uh, thing. Well, I mean, everything, so, is, leading, everything is leading up to... They're going to get fired. They're going to get released. Yeah, yeah they've been indefinitely Because if you're a businessman, if you're a businessman right now, yes. and you're Vince, and you're looking, and you're like, okay, I know I'm going to fire him, but, hell, this is a hot story. I'm going to leave right. the merchandise up. I'm going to leave their accounts up so we get likes, we get clicks, and they're getting merchandise sold which we get a part of, he takes all that shit down, he's going to fire them. He's going to get rid of them. Yeah, I think it's pretty damn – you know, some people have been saying it's a work, that it's, that it's fake, it's part of a storyline. But nah. if it's part of a storyline, nah. they, they don't take down their merchandise. I guarantee you, too, yeah. uh, I know Chris just got the, uh, the video game. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, WWE is going to try to have them removed from the video game through a patch. Mm-hmm. That yeah. uh, they'll have 2K basically remove them, so that 
Well, be Chris, Chris, Chris will be game. pissed because he likes Sasha. <laughs> and and it'll be it'll be done so that they can't get royalties from the game, just like they can't get royalties now from any of their merchandise being sold, because now there is no merchandise. Yeah, but you know on those royalties, it's a partnership thing. They get royalties, yeah. but WWE also makes money on it. That's oh, yeah. like. That's like I own a business, and if I'm going to make a deal with a manager that I'm going to pay you a certain amount of money on every ham you sell this year, that's great because I'm going to get the rest of the money sold on the ham. And they're going to do a great job because they, they feel like they got a little piece of the pie. Yeah. You know, they're getting more than their salary. So, I don't buy all this about the royalty shit. I would have, I would have, I would have still had it up there where I'm still making some money too. Right. And if 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 I was gonna make the dumbass decision to let them go, I'd wait till the last minute. Yeah. I mean, you know, another example, another example, Jim, uh, is Braun Strowman. He was one of their top merchandise sellers yet they chose to cut him. And it had to do with uh, budget cuts, as they called it. So they're going to definitely call They'll call this uh, – well, no, they won't call this a budget cut because uh, they've already addressed it to begin with, so they can't exactly call it a budget cut. Yeah, they, they've already called the two women out on, yeah. on needing attitude adjustments and being bitches, basically. Basically, yes. But uh, you I'm know, just th- telling just like you, you said, this, this I, I, like I said today, I'm end. just telling you, if the locker room, if the women, because it's females, and if the um, people of color, because they're of color, if if they start speaking up, it's gonna get really, really ugly. Right. Because there's and gonna be other people come there's gonna be other people come out of the woodworks and say, They did me that way too. Yeah, and like you said too, this could be the beginning of the end basically, where WWE is gonna sink their own ship essentially. Yeah. By self infection. Yeah. Well, another thing we know for those listening that may not know, Shane McMahon, who is Vince's son, he left not long ago. Triple H, who was running things and doing a great job, everybody respected, he left a couple of months ago. Stephanie, his wife, Vince's daughter, who everyone thought would eventually take over, she even left like two Mm. weeks ago. Three of his closest family members left. What does that tell you? Yeah. I'd say the the only thing about that, Jim, is I think Shane was completely different. Shane was because he was selfish and wanted... He wanted to be the spotlight, basically, of, Wrestle, of WrestleMania. 
and that's why he was uh, why he was basically forced out of the company is how it was put. Uh, and, uh, Steve, what? How long does the show go? Midnight? Uh, yeah, we we have uh, basically what happens is yeah. we go up to a, keep, we go up to let's eleven. Keep, let's, and, let's keep it. Let's keep it going, brother. Yeah. 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 We what, uh we go up we go up to ten to... Pete we go up to ten central and then we have one extra hour that goes to eleven central, so it's twelve oh. on the east coast. Oh yeah, it's uh yeah. I'm over in uh and I, I work in New York. I'm in Connecticut, so yeah, it's ten forty. I love hanging out Ooh. and chatting with you. I was ta- Ooh, I was talking yeah. to my girlfriend for a little. Well, bit, well so for I'm, you I'm for not... you we'll be all the way on till midnight. There you right, go, brother. Saturday night special. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad so. you called in. I got to know you. You, I mean, you you got really good opinions. Well, no, I mean, I I, I honestly I said it from my heart before. I, I love uh, I really love talking sports, and you guys are really genuine, uh, very smart sports guys. So you know, this is awesome. This is great. Yeah, and and the thing yeah. about the thing you'll find out. I mean, we all I've have been here our five years. We, we all have our favorite teams and stuff. Celtics. But we're all we're all kind of honest about when they screw up. We will say that yeah, yeah. too. <laughs> that's the that's you the biggest I thing. I think. I mean, I'm I'm 40. I just turned 44. Oh man. Oh, but whatever. Age <laughs> is just a number. But no, I mean, as you as I think I think hopefully um you guys are really nice, sincere people. I mean, I used to say, oh, I hate the Cowboys or oh, the Yankees suck. Now that we're older, it's like you got to respect greatness. You got to at least respect other teams and other players, and that's what it's yeah, all about. Well, I hate I hate the right. Yankees, you gotta, you gotta but I hate the Yankees, but you can't argue with them right now. <laughs> I, I still hate one. But yeah, my my point being is just that like you you got to have like respect for other other teams. I, I can't stand yeah. the, the people. And, who I just mean, went. and that's you know I I probably do shoot. Tim does postings. Steve does postings. But I probably do about I do. eighty to ninety percent of the postings in Sports Whispers, and I kind of know hmm. who the members' teams are that they follow or they like. So I try to yeah. cover that. I try to cover those teams. You know, whether I like them or not, I try to cover them. You know, like if I'm not an Eagles fan. But I see a Eagles story. I'm going to post it because I know they're Eagle fans. Yeah. Same thing in Yankees. We got Yankee fans in there, and and I post Yankee stuff. So, um, and and with Raynan with the with the Spurs. I mean, that's one of the good things over the years that I've been able to see in Sports Whispers is I've gotten to know who other people really really like. So yes. it gives me a lot, a lot of a potential dictionary of things to post. Yeah, it's true. You know, because everybody knows I, I, everybody knows I post my hog stuff, my Red Sox stuff, my Grizzly stuff, but I try to be fair and post stuff that uh, that I know other fans like i mean we got florida state fans i mean yeah. we got we got alabama fans we got st louis cardinal fans we got eagles fans we got new york giant fans we got cowboy fans i mean we got red sox fans we got 
Dodger fans. We got, I mean, and that's what makes it so good. You know, we can all hang out and talk about it, but we don't ever get in no fight or anything about it. We just debate a few things, and everybody gets along. Exactly. That's what it's all about. It's good banter, and you bounce off ideas. And I'll tell you what, not to sound corny, but now, again, I used to be the opposite. I thought I knew, well, whatever, I, it was my way or nothing. Now it's like, if if you ain't learning, if you're not learning, you're not living. Everyone has right. good knowledge, right. and fit, right. and everyone comes from different areas. You're talking about SEC. I couldn't exactly. tell you SEC from my ass to my elbow. Exactly. And I and I, I'm I sure with I'm sure with the area of teams you know, I probably Big don't East. have a clue. So Big East, Mets. Giants, yeah, I know. Yankees, I know. Mets. Tim. I know. Tim oh. loves Temple because he went to college there. So I covered we, Temple stuff. Oh, nice. We Good got cool. a big call Good potentially cool. right. here. We got a big call potentially here. I went to here. school. I went to school in Ohio. I was. I'm an Ohio guy <laughs> too. I, I spent uh, six years out in Ohio. Wow. Yeah. So, little, so were you a Buckeyes fan? Were you a Buckeyes you know, fan? I went, you know what? I almost. Not, not. I'm not talking any crap to anyone, but I was a, a pretty good lacrosse player, and I got a, I got a scholarship offer to play at Ohio State. Lacrosse is obviously not nearly wow. as big as the other one, but that was always my my sport. I was, I'm about 230. I used to be like maybe 180 in high school, so I was never quite yeah. that guy in football. But I was great. I was fast. I was a good lacrosse player. So, but I, oh. I actually, uh, I actually decided to go to Ohio Wesleyan, which is about 20 minutes away from Ohio State. So we'd go over there to the, uh, the horseshoe. You know, it's a great – Ohio is a great place. And I'll tell you what, I mean, every – it's almost like down south. Every uh, every cute girl and every grandma has a, you know, a football jersey on that's talking about all the stats. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. it's like, yeah. sport, it's like sport, sports heaven. Yeah. It was, it was really – it was really different for my wife to get used to. Because she's from California and she uh, uh, graduated from Fresno State. She was always Fresno State and Raiders, um, Oakland A's and Giants, uh, Golden State, and uh, of course I was I was SEC. And uh, then when we came here to Arkansas. And started going to so many SEC wow. things. She was like, "God, y'all people crazy." Where were you? Uh, where were you born? I was born in Arkansas. See, oh, I was born awesome. in Arkansas and built a home here. And then Great. when we met, she had built a home in California, so she oh, had that oh. home. And I also, at the time, yeah. and still do, have a, a beach place down in Panama City in Florida. But it was always a question of, okay, where are we going to live? Are we going to live out here in California? Are we going to live in Arkansas? And I, I kept telling her, I think, for the kids, they would probably enjoy and be raised better in a smaller area like here in Arkansas instead of, you know, because in California, we were in Sausalito, which is right outside of San Francisco. And I was like, no, nah, I mean, that's big. 
and that's cool, and that's money, but that's not relationships and getting to know people. Let's try it yeah. in Arkansas. And, and to her credit, she said, okay, oh, and, and we've been here, but, uh, I mean, we still kept all the different properties. And, that's uh, really cool. And the kids, here, here's what bugs her the most. The kids have become big Razorback fans. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm all uh, – just a 10-second just a pitch on where – I mean, so I, my parents met in New York. My dad is from Missouri. He's a huge Cardinals Chiefs fan. Then they had me move to Connecticut out of New York. Then I went to school in Ohio. So I got the Midwestern St. Louis, Ohio thing. And I'm yeah. not stuck, but I'm then I'm living in uh, Connecticut, working in New York. So – I'm all mixed up. <laughs> I, I, I try to act. Yeah. Uh, I'm like Midwest. But, Midwest. But for you, Midwest most of and, most. But for you, most of it is at least a little north of the border of the United yeah, right. States. You're a little north. <laughs> but I'm not some. Uh, I'm not some damn. I'm not some damn Yankee. I'm not the, the typical East Coast guy. I'm just uh, well, just see, living I'm, here I'm, for, uh, I'm, for four years. The thing about me, I'm kind of weird because. Um, I love the Patriots. Oh, okay. I love the Red Whoa. Sox. Ooh, ooh, okay. I like the Celtics, but the Grizzlies are my team. And I, I like Golden State now since, you know, I got together with my wife. I started liking Golden State. But yeah. I love the Patriots and the Red Sox. And uh, people say, what? How? I mean, you from Arkansas? I'm like, I don't, I just, I don't know. I like them. I don't know. That's, that's who I like. <laughs> that's the beauty. That's the beauty of sports. Can say the same in Dallas. Go for it. Sorry. Yeah. So. No, they say the same thing about me. I mean, it's weird. It's weird. And then Louis, the yes. the thing is, when the kids grow up liking those teams. Your wife looks at you and rolls her eyes at you like, you did this. <laughs> I don't have any kids, man. I, I don't have any kids. Help, one day, hopefully, if it's well, meant to be. Well, I, right? I got a couple extra if you need one. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like a That's fantasy uh, You want a boy or a girl? <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you a number two. <laughs> oh. One of them Steve mentioned earlier tonight, one of them Steve mentioned earlier tonight when he's talking about something Chris said about a video game he just bought. So, oh, man. That, he's the oldest one. He's the oldest. I'm turning I'm turning back the clock. I just got a, a PlayStation 4, and for my birthday last week, I, I treated myself to like a 65-inch uh, flat screen. So I got oh, wow. Uh, NBA and I, I I'll tell you what guys I mean FIFA the soccer game is the best by far. I've that got, is like, uh, it, looks, it looks like you're in a yeah. it looks like you're in the World Cup playing it. I've got PlayStation, I've got MLB and Madden, I've got right. Tiger Woods golf. Um, I had done. I had the uh, WWE stuff, but I, I don't know. Basically, honestly, the only thing I use is MLB. That's what I really get into, but lately, I haven't I haven't even gotten to get into that too much because of so much stuff going on with the kids. But uh, yeah, 
I've played complete seasons on uh, MLB. You can run the whole hey, team. No, you, Alex, can scout, you, think, you can trade. Alex, yeah. if, you think if, it, if you think it's good on the PS4, you should try it on the PS5, FIFA. It's that much it is, uh, it's, it's that It's that much more enhanced. I'll put it that way. You know, wow. Steve, Steve Chris, Christopher swapped off. He uses Xbox now. Yeah, I kind of switch in between. I have uh, I because I, I, there there are certain exclusives for both consoles, so I ultimately ended up uh, eventually getting both of them. So I have it, I have uh, never I have never used Xbox, never. Oh, I I forgot to mention another good PlayStation game I had that I really liked was NASCAR. Yeah. Yeah, they ha- they have made it more realistic actually uh in recent uh editions of the game that they call it, they call it NASCAR Heat or something I think. It's called yeah. and I mean they've got like official sponsors and all that all those small little details about uh about about like the tracks and everything. It's the the only thing I remember. Is, is I find it hard to play on a uh, on a uh, controller. I still remember, still remember mm-hmm. when my youngest brother would come spend the weekend, and we would sit up and play NASCAR all night. His favorite driver was Junior, you know Dale Junior. Mine was yes. Tony Stewart. And we would we would you know try to go through a whole season. Now Tatum's hurt, um, and terrific. Yeah, and and the thing is, the funny thing is, we would agree not to try to bump each other and knock each other yeah, off. Yeah, you know. Oh, he 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 would. Get so close to the to the finish line, he'd knock my ass off the yeah. off the uh, track every time. Got <laughs> another injury. That looks like a separated shoulder. So he used to he used to do he would we'd go through like seventy laps or so, and then we'd be clean the whole time, and I was fixing to win. And he'd he'd come up behind me and bump me off the damn track and he'd win. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that that looks like a separated shoulder right now, but uh for Tatum. Yeah. Well if that's what it is, it's not good. No. Because his shoulder was grabbed or his arm was grabbed as uh as he was taken down like he was. Ugh. And he immediately started clutching his shoulder. Boy, the injuries tonight may may hold a huge right. part about the rest of the season. If if he's down, Jimmy Butler's down. Forget it. Oh, if Tatum's down. I think Boston's done. Yeah, he's headed. He's headed to right back to the locker room immediately. With the tra- it's his shooting shoulder too. It looks like they're two. It looks like the two shoulders collided with each other. 
a little bit. I mean, bit, it don't yeah. look like it was intentional or anything. It looks just like no. a guy going for a steal and two guys' shoulders hit each other. Yeah. It's not, but it's he's, like, re- I guess a bit he's of a really, sign, he's though, really leaning he like he's hurting. I, I guess a little bit of a good sign, though, is that he was moving his shoulder. He was moving his arm upon going to the locker room. That's a good well, sign. Pritchard's moving his arms. He's ready to go. <laughs> give me the ball. Let me shoot. You know, give me the ball. Let me shoot. The ball. <laughs> That's what Pritchard's out well, there for. Give me the ball. Let me shoot. Let me shoot. Let me shoot. He's ready. <laughs> I'm telling you, don't don't let Pritchard get hot. If Pritchard can, if if Pritchard is able to get hot, there have been some games this season where he has been. Where he has been lights out from three. They're not. They're not. They're not dead yet. Oh, they're only. They're only down eight. They're okay. They're not. They're not okay. But they're. they're now. Now they're, they're only down pull. six. It's doable. Yeah, they're yep. fine. Now, now this is guys. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. This is where defense is uh, paramount. This is everything. Defense is everything. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're, this is smart. smart. They're okay. This is. Uh, this is Al Horford. This is Marcus Smart. This is Lockdown D. Yeah, their big problem, though, has been turnovers tonight. I mean, hell, 20 – wait, wait. 21 turnovers compared to seven for Miami. Yeah, that's big. That's big. Brown has, Brown has seven. What a, hey, has Steve, five. Steve, if you're, if Steve, you're looking at those stats – what about points off those turnovers? Uh, Miami has a shit ton of them, but let me see if I can find the yeah. breakdown of it. Um, crap! I don't think I don't think. Uh, oh wait a minute! Maybe if I check ESPN, ESPN might have it because NBA dot com. Yeah, they yeah they probably got it on on uh, box score. Let me see. If you check team uh, team stats. Oh, okay, team stats. Yeah, here we go. Uh, turnovers. Oh. Points off turnovers. Twenty seven. Wait. Okay. Yeah, I'm reading it backwards. Twenty seven to seven in favor of Miami. Yeah. That's big. That's big. The interesting part is though, most of those points. Came from the first half. Yeah, the second half has kind of slowed down. It's been a different pace. And what's weird is they're kind of shooting like the Celtics are actually shooting a better field goal percentage now compared to Miami, but yet Miami there, is slightly shooting better from from three. There's there's another Miami turnover. Here we go. They can cut it. They can cut it to four or three. Here we go. Cut it to four. And that's four. Yep. J- Jalen Brown. This is what's weird about the Celtics offense is that Jalen Brown can have these games where he just absolutely yes. goes off out of nowhere. Another Tatum's miss. back. Tatum's back. Here we go. It must have been just a stinger then, maybe. Oh my God! He, he blew had, a gimme. He blew a gimme inside. Jesus Christ! 
You know, this is one of the... Oh, there is a personal foul by Seuss, though. Uh, I one think... I think looking at this right now, Miami's going to blow this game. One of the things I yeah. do not understand with the Celtics is some of these opportunities that they have, for some reason, they they hit tough contested shots, but wide open shots, they uh, some of them are ju- are just absolute horrible misses. That they have. I, I do not. Sometimes I don't <laughs> understand this team. We are we way, are not really, seeing we are not seeing anything on Miami from Butler because he's out. We're not seeing anything from Adebayo. We're not seeing anything from Hero, and we're not seeing nothing from Lowry. Hero's in the zero. Yeah, uh, Adebayo Adebayo has actually disappeared. It seems since the first half. Ah. By the way, real quick, we are we are just about to go into that third hour. Uh, a note: Do right. not get disconnected at all because if you get disconnected uh, because it's the third hour, we cannot get you back on the line. Or hell, if I get disconnected, well, all of us mm. get back on the line and the call will end. That's then we're all screwed. Yeah, <laughs> just, that's basically. Hey, the, uh, hey, and that. That has happened before with him and with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did I stand one? Huh? Huh? Did I just stand? It yeah. it it, it, it ha- I, I think it's it happened, happened with him on the sports pod. It's happened with me on our Survivor Whispers pod. Yeah, one of the, one of them it was by me on accident. Another another one it was blog talk. Yeah, there's been a couple of times it wasn't our fault, but there's nothing you can do about it. So yeah, no. but don't don't dis, don't accidentally get to ne- disconnected, and uh, no. you got another hour to have to listen oh. to us. <laughs> okay, well, all right. It's a game. It is a game. Oh my God! One point game. Well, look at this! Look at this! Thirty-seven points for Jalen Brown right now. Brown is going off. And that's the thing. And with no, this nobody from Miami it. is answering. I don't believe it. There's no, there's never really a game where Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and Jason Tatum both go off. Usually, it's one or the other. What but that sort of that sort of works, Steve. It does, yeah. yes. Oh, that's a big three pointer by Struce. Uh, what a three. Oh, two minutes left. Yeah. Panthers. That was that was a huge shot. He had I'll some balls. Though, line, he had he had some balls to shoot that. I'll tell you though, the line was six points though. So uh, any people betting for Miami tonight, uh, it's looking it's looking good right now for as far as betters go. Yeah. <laughs> but regardless, I mean, obviously, there's you know, there's other. 
uh, other situations to look at here, depending on what happens. Obviously, with this game, but also even if we, even if uh, what's it called? If, if uh, regardless of who wins, you got to look at the con- yeah, uh, my condition of, of Jimmy Butler. You got to look at the condition. Of oh my Marcus God! Smart. What a lucky shot. Okay. And another turnover. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. And I'm on. I'm on a Six delay. I, I, I don't have. A, I don't have. I don't have regular cable, so I'm watching it on a sports site, and it's it's ninety three well, Miami Miami's up ninety eight ninety two with a minute left, Ooh. and Boston turned it over again. So. Yeah. And Tatum, Tatum's out, out there. With a double, double. Yeah, and Tatum, Tatum's out there. Miami's shooting free throws. Right. That was another horrible pass, too, as a reason for that turnover. Exactly. Made the first Another one. horrible pass. Miami up by seven with a minute left. Minute seven left. They may pull this thing out. Yeah, from what it looks like, it looks like Miami is probably going to uh, probably going to put yeah. this away. And if they can hit their free throws, twenty-three turnovers by Boston. He hit them both. He hit them both, so they're up eight. the The main thing for Miami right now is make your free throws and don't foul. And prevent the three. Yeah, you don't want to foul and stop the clock and let them shoot free throws. You don't want to do that. And if they're going to shoot threes, at least at least get in their face and make it tough. But don't foul them. Now this stage again, that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Yeah, no fouls. And hit your free throws. That's the main thing right now for Miami. It'll be it'll be interesting to see the status of a couple of players because even though Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum are playing still, they may, that may be just based on adrenaline. You know, once uh, once uh, I don't know. I think I think Smart looked okay when he came back. I hadn't really got a good read on Tatum yet. Well, he, but I he think was, Smart he, looked he okay. He was limping a little. He was limping a little bit. Uh, Smart was. Well, he may not want to practice tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You know that happens, too. Yeah. <laughs> Let me limp a little, and I'll have to practice tomorrow. <laughs> you know, I, I really hope that they get Robert Williams back because I think that's partially part of the reason why they've been bad defensively tonight, especially on the boards. May, and and not not to mention some of the putback dunks that he's able to do as well. Uh, it's there have been what, so what, so what, many opportunities. What, what did what did I say not to do? Not to foul. What did That's Adebayo that. do? He fouled. <laughs> now it's going stupid. 
<laughs> Leaning over the back, Actually, trying to get a rebound. Call me a dumbass. That's just Actually, stupid in this situation. That's they're giving it the truth right now. Remember, people, stupid is stupid does. You just gave them two points. Just gave them two points with no time running. Yeah. Dumb. Surprisingly, the foul the foul isn't on Adebayo; it's on Struess. But still, regardless, it's stupid decision from Miami. I guess maybe they want to protect Adebayo so that he doesn't potentially foul out. But now Struess is on the verge of potentially fouling out. Is that Struess's fifth? Miami almost turned it over. Uh, let me see, where does Adebayo... Oh, Adebayo's at three right now. Marcus Smart with the same reaction any player in the NBA has when they get a foul called on them. What? Yeah. What? What? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. basically him every single Nobody time. ever fouls in the NBA, according to the players. Yeah. Miami, Miami missed the free throw. Oladipo, Oladipo missed. He's supposed to. He's supposed to be a huge contributor off the bench, but yet look at that. Look at that. Boston throws away the inbound on a turnover, and Miami hits a layup. Stupid is game. Another turnover by Marcus Smart. How do you throw it away on the inbounds pass and give the other team a layup? Yeah. And Marcus Smart's falling all over the court and flopping like, oh, I got hit. Jim, I hate to tell you, but that has happened multiple times this year, that Boston has been lazy. More times like inbound passes. It's happened multiple times in multiple different games where they've been very lazy when it comes to inbounding. Boston fans walking out now. They're leaving. Yeah. Down by nine. Down by nine with 42 seconds. It's over unless they play hack a depot. And hope that Oladipo misses at least one shot every single time. Or one free throw. Miami's got 19 steals. Boston has two. Yeah. That about tells you all you need to know. Man. And I thought, I honestly thought Boston was the better defensive team. Well, Miami was the number one defensive team in the league uh, yeah. during the regular season. Boston was number two, I think. They well, I, I thought that. with the way they were playing in the playoffs, Boston was. No, Miami t- in the playoffs, Miami was uh, was the number one. Oh wait, no, I got it. Mm-hmm. I got it reversed. Boston was the number one during the regular season. Miami has been the number one during the playoffs. Boston hits a three. They're down by six with 40 seconds left. Right. 
Okay. It, so my, I, it I may, my, it, I, technically, I it's Boston still Live. not over. It's still not over. I put a hundred. I put a hundred bucks on Boston Live plus six about ten minutes ago. Plus six. So well, if they you, uh, lose by five, right now it's a, right now it's a right now it's a push. Mm-hmm. You know who helped Bam become the man he is? P.J. Tucker. Yeah. You Some add veterans, it, 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 it rubs off. It rubs off on people. A bit yeah. of news from uh, Yahoo Sports. Uh, Jimmy Butler's knee injury isn't being considered serious, and there's a strong possibility okay. it doesn't cause him to miss a game, according to league sources. Oh. So, so they were just being cautious. They were being cautious. They were being cautious yeah. tonight. They must have been, yeah, must have been was, confident that uh, Celtics weren't coming back. Yeah, he would have been playing. Right. I, I agree. I agree. That was the whole that's thing. The they thought we, we can we can win this without him. You know, Butler's going to suit up if he if he can walk. He's going to be playing. Right. Yeah. And I I think you're right. I think I that's what it. I think that's what uh, the decision great. was. We we can win it without him, and let's just let him sit. That's a risky right. move. That's. That's a Pat Riley. You know Pat Riley, by the way, guys. You know Pat Riley is talking to Spolstra during the game. I'm convinced. Yeah. They, they, it's like Brad, Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens. He's kind of well, still running the Celtics a little bit. Well, I mean, he is sitting right next to the bench. So, yeah, I would hope yeah. he's talking to, uh, to the team. Celtics, it's interesting, man. Brad Stevens was so close for years. And then he goes up to voluntarily. He goes to the front office, and now they're they're almost in the finals. Well, I, I think that was a good. Mo- I think it was a good move on Balsh's part because, Dan- in all honesty, Danny Ainge wasn't doing nothing for him. All he no. was doing was was starting rumors. Oh, we may do this. We may do that. And we're gonna do this. We're gonna trade for that. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do for that. And Stephen T, all he ever did was tra- all he ever did was draft guards. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah, he Neesmith, has a, um, yeah. Romeo Romeo Langford. Well, we yeah, you're right. Neesmith. The Celtics. Yeah. The Celtics drafted like seven guards in like two years. Well, yeah. Well, we don't we don't talk we don't talk about Neesmith. He's a he's a liability. So <laughs> where is he? Yeah. Is he on the bench? Uh, yeah, he's on the bench. And the one game he What's played. He uh, he was responsible for uh, for them losing as badly as they did. And a, another movie made, one. which we mentioned earlier tonight, was he decided Desmond Bain wasn't good enough for him. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. Oh, imagine him. Another note with, here. Uh, oh. Another note here. Daniel Tice started the game playing seven minutes. He has since since he got subbed out. He has only played three minutes since then. So, uh, well, I mean, may, I think, finally realize. Well, you're going to shorten the bench. I think they got behind and they went to a smaller lineup. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think Ime Udoka finally realized. Uh, Ime finally realized, oh, wait, maybe I should have started Grant Williams instead, instead and, of yeah, uh, and plus, Tice. And plus, and plus it's, the, it's the playoffs. You're gonna short, it's not like hockey. You're going to shorten that bench. Two guys, yeah. three guys, yeah. and, and uh, well, this that's is almost a normal, like Pat Riley. This is a normal bench, though. This is a normal bench for Udoka. He he only had a two- to three-man bench all season. Yeah, 
you. I like a I like a nine man rotation, but playoffs I go eight, even seven. Yeah. Uh, the best only the only the best go on the court. Yeah, that's that's the way. That's the way my college my college coach does it at my alma mater at Arkansas. That's that's the way Musselman uh, does it. He tries to go with seven uh, or eight. Yeah, he goes with he right. goes with seven or eight. And what's going to be interesting next year is, good God, at the the recruiting he did and the transfers he got. Yes. He's going to have 10 or 11 deep, so it'll be interesting to see what he does. We'll go full court press he, and just burn him out. He, he's been known to – I mean, his style is he likes to play seven or eight. Yeah. It's tough, man. I mean, as you guys know, when I mean, every single play counts. So do you want like a – do you want tights in there? He loses a turnover, and that, that can decide the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would be only down five. We would be only down five with twenty-four to go if there wasn't a damn technical foul by Marcus Smart. See, that's um, that's what you get with Marcus Smart, though. He has those yeah. nights. He's fantastic. He has those other nights where he freaking kills you. Marcus, dumbass. It would. That's just how he is. He's an emotional player. Yeah. He's going to, you know, he's not going to go quietly. He's going to yell and he's going to scream. A lot like a lot like Dr- lot like Draymond Green. Yep. He does. Now, I'll tell you this one thing though. If Boston continues committing these turnovers like they have like they have all uh all game long, yeah. Uh, yeah, they have no shot of getting back in this series or winning this series. No, no. With uh, well, what Steve? What's even, deflating is what is deflating is how well they played in Game Two on the road to grab home court advantage, and then you come back and you lay this egg. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean I you made you made a valiant good. comeback in the second half, but the first half you were just horrible. I guess maybe I guess maybe one thing to look at too is usually I, I don't know if this will if if it'll go this way uh, as well, uh, but Tatum usually has a bounce back game after he plays poorly. So depending on his injury status for Game Four. Mm-hmm you might expect a big game from Tatum in game four. Well, and then, even, that even, Brown will then shoot the thing, the thing tonight, even before he got injured, he was not having a very good game. No. Yeah, that's true, he wasn't. No, he was playing He was playing horribly. He was making forced shots or attempting forced shots. Instead of attacking the rim, he was settling for threes. It's one of those nights, basically, where Boston decides. Where Boston decides, and here's the white flag officially by Ime Udoka bringing in all of the backups for the last 24. Yeah, seconds. that's what I was just um, going to ask you. He just brought somebody in. I don't think I've ever seen. 
<laughs> yeah, Luke. He brought in. Luke Who is Corp, number Luke four? Corp. Yeah. Number forty is Cornette, I believe. Yeah, Luke Cornette. He. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen well, that guy. Take a parker. This game is done. They call they call him the murder Cornet. Yeah, this this game's over. This, but they did just number thirteen. Just he did just hit a three. Yeah, Nick whoever Stauskas. he is. You know, he, Nick Stauskas. He, uh, he used to be. A, I think it was a Sacramento King for a couple of years, and then for some reason he <laughs> washed out of the NBA. So officially, officially, Miami wins by six. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And, and, and that that one that one shot attempt that you just saw from Aaron Neesmith right there—that's basically him. Has a wide open three, and instead he airmails it and completely misses. It's that's pretty much. You want to know why you you don't see Aaron Neesmith at all on the court? That's why. Because he can't but shoot he might, shit. He and Jim, it. you actually said this too. You told me this when yep. we drafted him. Yep. And he he made the roster. <laughs> yeah. That that's he what made you the shake roster. your head. That's that's what you shake your head at. I mean, every team of- when you look down the roster, you get past maybe number seven or eight. Number nine, you can probably see they should be there. When you're looking at ten, eleven, and twelve, you're like. Could we have done better? The one thing I don't understand is why they kept Romeo Langford, or, or I mean, why they got rid of Romeo Langford over Aaron Neesmith. Because teams were interested in Neesmith. Nobody was interested in Langford until Langford got traded as part of the Derek White deal. But yet, who, who, the who, decided, who, who, who made that deal? Ainge or? Uh, um, no, Brad. Brad did. Brad. Brad made it. Yeah. 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 Well, I can't. I can't really knock Brad. Brad yet. No. Seems like no, things he's done. Deal. Seems like things he's done have worked out. So I, I can't knock Brad. Yeah, no, I, I'm not knocking him at all. It was a terrific deal. But Danny Ainge, I will I forever, I will forever knock Danny Ainge. He messed up with a lot. all he of the draft up. picks he had and what he came up with. Let me yeah. tell you. Let me tell you for ten seconds about Danny Ainge. He, was, uh, he along with Clyde Drexler and Cliff Robinson, were the three uh, first NBA guys I met. I, my dad got us into the Garden when I was like nine years old. I met Ainge. I love him. I'm a Blazer, a Blazer fan. When he went back home to Boston, he's he definitely he screwed a lot of things up. Them and the Sixers had had uh, several lottery picks, and they did almost nothing with them. It's, it's disturbing. Yeah, and he, he and me and me and Steve talked about this every year. He kept just building up picks, mm-hmm. building up picks, and we're like, when are you going to use them and get something? When are you going <laughs> to? Get some yeah. players. Show me something. And, and it and it got to the point where we were like, he's just he's just doing this shit for publicity. He just wants to see his name in the damn paper. He wants to see his name on the internet, and he don't have no intention of doing nothing with his shit. 
He just won't say, keeps "Hey, look what I did! Look what I did!" Keeps, dra- keeps drafting six foot four uh, shooting guards. Yeah, and Langford. then when he did, Langford. when he yeah, you're right. When he did make draft picks, like you said, what like seven in two years they were guards. Yes. <laughs> How is that gonna work? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you know, you say this about Langford, Alex, but let me tell you this: I would have preferred they kept Langford. Over Neesmith. Neesmith I can't do shit. I don't know enough about the two. I don't know enough about either one of them. I don't either. I don't either. I know Neesmith they're kind of repetitive. Shit. Period. Langford. Langford at least would drive. To, would try to drive to the hoop. He was more of a uh, uh, of a Gerald Green, where he would at least if he I wasn't wide open from three, he would at least try mm-hmm. to drive to the hoop. Now, uh, bro, Steve, is uh, Langford still on the Celtics bench? No, he's uh, he's on the Spurs now. He was part of the deal the for uh, Derek have, White. The Spurs have like 19 guards too. They have about they they, they literally have about nine guards. Uh, Popovich is like uh, tripping and smoking weed with Phil Jackson. He has no clue. He doesn't even care. He's already he's already retired. He's just hanging out. He's wearing he's wearing like sweatpants. He's yeah, I totally, not, I totally, it, I totally freaking agree with that. I used and, to be a Spurs fan not, back in the day when they had, you know, the Admiral and Duncan and Ginobili and Ori and Parker. Now he's and, now he's wearing sweatpants. Popovich was so good. And it's care. like right now, it's like right now. What is Pop doing? He just smoking he's pot or what? And he's got a, and he's got that girl. God bless her. He's got the yeah. basically uh, Sue Hammond or Becky Hammond. Becky, yeah, he's taking out Becky Hammond. He used to have a he used to have a five thousand dollar he used to have a five thousand dollar suit on and a clipboard. Now he's just kind of hanging out, stone, just chilling. The other thing I liked about him is is when they'd play in Memphis, he'd always post pictures of him eating eating uh, down on Beale Street in a restaurant. Oh come on! <laughs> yeah, he's a great that's guy. What he did. <laughs> He's a, le- he's a legend. He's a legend. I- I'm not yeah. trying to knock him. I'm just having fun. I mean, he'd probably laugh if he was on the show with us. No, I, I agree. I agree oh, yeah. too. I think I think he's a Hall of Fame coach, but I think I think his day is gone. He knows it. Uh, they, they don't really. They're not building much. They're just kind of going. They're just kind of uh, playing games in San Antonio. Yeah. Now, I like, love. Um, you know, I, I could not tell you. Mer- I, I could not tell you one player on their roster. Dejounte Murray's awesome. He's six foot six point guard. Yeah, that's who that's who Rainin said in uh, Murray. Sports Whispers today. He said he is going to be the one that challenges Jaw. And I said, uh, he'll okay, score 40, he'll score, he'll score forty five points tomorrow night. I mean, and he's big and tall. But yeah, they don't have a really. I don't know. And they made the playoffs too. Yeah, I think I think I don't know. San Antonio is probably in a complete rebuild, and it's kind of tough where they normally have to draft from. So, um, you know, it, it takes a couple of years. Memphis went through that after we, you know, after we went through having uh, Gasol, Zebo, Conley, Tony Allen, yeah. um, Lowry. 
after we let all them go, we went through a couple of years where we had to had to build back up, but we had some good drafts. And, you know, picking up, you know, people like Bain, the GM made yeah. some good moves, and now they're back. It, you know, it, it takes a couple of years. And that that's something really the Lakers don't understand. The Lakers think, well, look, who did LeBron say go get? Okay, we'll go get him. It don't work. It don't work no more, LeBron. Yeah, it, looks, it don't no. work. It, it looks like uh, when it comes to their coaching search, it looks like Darvin Ham from uh, Milwaukee is going to be uh, the number one candidate for the Lakers because LeBron wants Yes. Them. Apparently. Yeah, and what what did I what did I tell you today that translates into? Uh, he, he he is somebody that LeBron looks at and says, "Oh, that's bitch, my bitch. Yeah. That's my bitch." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and honestly, so, you know, going, Jim's not Jim's not sports, wrong. Uh, he we're going to Angels, Anaheim Angels now. That's the next game that's on. Hey Jim, hey, uh, since we're talking ba- since we're talking baseball, don't look now, but Boston has won seven of their last nine, and they oh, boy. could and they could sweep the Mariners tomorrow. Wow. Mm. They could. Uh, they came back from being down five to from being down five to one today to but win see, the, six the, to five. The thing about the thing about Boston, Boston is I don't think about Boston. I don't understand what's wrong with them because they've got hitting. They've got good starting pitching, adequate bullpen, good manager. I don't know what the hell was wrong with them. Why were they losing? Chicken and beer, maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, that was Josh Beckett and John Laggy. Yeah. You know, when you got players hey, that are hanging out in the du- got players hanging out in the locker room eating fried chicken and drinking beer instead of being out there on the bench with their team, and the manager right. don't don't say anything about it. It becomes you know what a though, problem. Bro? You know what though, bro? I think I think that culture. You know when they had Big Poppy, and for, uh, more importantly, when they had a couple of the dudes. What what were their names? The blue collar guys, the beards. They would they mm-hmm. would drink before the game. They would drink before in the dugout before the game, and they came back down three zero to the Yankees. So that kind of oh, like, you talking about people? You talking about people like Keith Millar and Veritek and Thank you, Millar and Miller. Yeah, that's the name. Yeah, yeah they they were they were partying and right. hanging out, and they were fearless. So kind of like yeah, but built they, that cult, they did that it. They, they did it together. What Steve's talking about is after Boston had some success and and mm-hmm. had and had won a title, they had some players that got big contracts and big heads, and they decided during the game they weren't going to sit on the bench. They were going to sit in the clubhouse, watch it on TV, and That's eat different. fried chicken and drink beer. And a lot That's of players different. didn't like that. And the manager at the time, Francona, didn't say anything about it. And that's why he lost his damn job. And I loved him. He's a pretty much guy. He's back home oh, and, I do, uh, too. I think he's a great the manager. Gar- 
He's but you gotta you like gotta it. say no to stuff like that. Get your ass on the bench with everybody else. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. Uh, I love I love Francona, and I think Alex Cora yeah. is great. He's he's a good manager, Kel. Yeah, that's why I was hope I was hoping when they when they uh, fired when they fired Farrell, I said there's only one person that they should be going after right now, and he is sitting on that he's sitting on that bench in Houston. Go get yep. Alex Cora right now right. and bring him back. Bring him bring him that's home. Literally bring the, him home. That's that's literally the only person they should be going after right now. Yep. And the only person, the only person I have ever thought other than Cora that I would be okay with seeing it being the manager was Veritek. Oh, he's got a little bit of a ways, but he is still, he is, he is on the coaching staff. Yeah. Usually you get those catchers like him. They understand pitching and he was tough. He understood loyalty, team camaraderie, and hitting. He 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 knew it all. He knew it all. It's a shame he, he wasn't the other, good enough. The for other the one, hall, other than him, the other one, other than him, I would think about would be Mike Lowell. Yes, that, and that's exactly that's exactly why. Uh, you know why? Why Boston even brought him in as a player was because of his knowledge of the game, and mm-hmm. also, I mean, because of how good he was at, at the uh, hot corner. But yeah, uh, his knowledge of the game was also a big reason why he was brought in. Yeah, from I think it was Florida. Was it Florida at the time, Jim? That yeah, he, he got, was with uh, the Marlins. At the, he was with the Marlins. At, Boston's always had kind of a crazy connection with the Marlins. <laughs> you know, there was well, the, Hanley Ramirez, the Hanley them. Ramirez connection. John Henry used to own them, too, before he became owner of the uh, Red Sox. So Maybe that's how that connection happened then. But, I mean, that's Probably. where we got Hanley. I mean, and you're right. That's I mean, Mike Lowell went down there, and we got him. we got him from there. So, so, I mean, you know, right now it looks like, uh, I mean, obviously New York is on top for now, and I know there was some sort of uh, incident yeah, that happened earlier that today. Could, that could hurt him later. Well, the I know thing about the Yankees is, it, it, yeah, I mean, the thing about the Yankees is a 162-game season. Right. You're going to yeah. go through injuries. You're going to go through well, I mean, the Mets, winning streaks I mean, the Mets, and losing they're, streaks. They're, they're piling up injuries. Yeah, and, oh, but they're, the yeah, that's the thing. They're just starting to have some injuries. Yes. This great start, they've been healthy. Now they're starting to have some injuries, mm-hmm. and we'll see if that changes things because that happens to every team. Right. There is no team, there's sure no team that. in the major leagues that goes through a season without dealing with injuries. 
But, but uh, you, a huge, player, uh, that's a big difference. A huge one for them was Scherzer. Scherzer went down with uh, and Negron. I believe they said he's. I believe they said he's out six to eight weeks or something. Yeah. Oblique. Yeah. And he's he's been pretty healthy over his career. He's been durable. I'm a Mets fan. He's uh. Yeah, it does a freak injury. You know the, the the best part about Mad Max, he is like a coach. He is he is motivating and getting everyone focused. That whole team is yeah. much better just by him. Well, I, I won't I, I won't bring I won't bring up my Mets stories tonight since you're a Mets fan, <laughs> but I will I'll give them to Uh-oh. you in another podcast later on because we don't have a whole lot of time left. I got about 25 minutes. But I was a huge Mets fan because at one time I lived in Jackson, Mississippi, and that's where their AAA team was, the Jackson Mets. That's true. And when I lived there, some of the players on the Jackson Mets lived in the same apartment complex I did. That's where they housed them. So I got to know them. And we went to a lot of the games. Strawberry was one of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Mookie Wilson, Ron Gardenhauer was there. Davy uh. Johnson, Davy Johnson was the manager at AAA at that point. There was a fantastic pitcher that never really made it in the pros, but God, he was good. Tim Leary, um, yes. Wally Backman was there. Um, Howard Johnson. Um, and, and, and the guy that I became closest to was Jesse Orozco, who ended up being their closer. And in between games, he and I would go out to the tennis court at the apartment and I would catch him and let him throw and, you know, keep his arm loose, you know, cause it was a day off and we became good friends. After the games, we'd all go to Pizza Hut and eat, and Strawberry always paid for all of it. So, and even after that, um, I went to a lot of their games. You know, once they became uh, pros, I went to a lot of their games um, when they would play in Atlanta or St. Louis or Houston, somewhere that was nearby. And I'd still get to hang out with them. When they won the World Series in 86 against Boston, we were having a big party at my house. Yeah. Um, because I was pulling for the Mets. And after they pulled it out, Jesse throws the glove in the air and all that stuff. And they're all partying. And we're all sitting around. I'm like, I'm going to try to call <laughs> Jesse. And, and I'm going to call try to call Jesse. And they're like, Oh, okay, yeah, sure. You go right ahead. You call it. Go right ahead. So I found the, the numbers I needed to call, and he talked to me. He talked to me because he remembered who I was. And and everybody in my house was like, I can't believe this shit. You actually do know that guy. <laughs> I said, well, you used to live in the same apartment. We live in the same apartment complex. <laughs> But that was a that was a really 
That was a really fun time. Really fun time. Absolutely. Uh, we do have an update on. Uh, we do have an update real quick on uh, Marcus Uh-oh. Smart and Jason Tatum. According to Ima Udoka, uh, it looks like Jason Tatum just suffered a stinger. Uh, there's no real update on Smart okay. except that he just except all he did was roll his ankle. Uh, but he and, does and, expect. He does expect How would you have liked to heard the coach say, the only update we have on Marcus Smart is looks like he just rolled his ankle. He's probably okay, but he turns the damn ball over too much. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, you know, That's the one problem. Th- one thing I noticed is that most of those passes were blind passes. He wasn't even looking at who he was passing to. Well, that works. <laughs> he was making random blind passes uh, on the pick and out roll. Out of control. And that's where... The the term yeah. for that, Steve, is he was out of control. Out of control. Out yeah. of control, yeah. Yeah. Out of control. I mean, there's one thing about making blind passes when you actually yeah. see them in your peripheral vision and you know they're open and you're going to get it to them like a behind-the-back pass or a bounce pass or whatever. But when you're just making blind passes, you're out of control. Yeah. Yeah, and it needs to it needs to stop, basically, point blank. Oh, absolutely. The fact that the fact that he's attempting he's attempt it's like he's trying to play hero ball basically as they put it but i i still Steve i still say that's just who he is that's who you got oh, no, that's who he is, is. yeah i don't think he's going to change no and you know that is a, that is a huge thing that pe- that people had a problem with uh with him at first is a Either he would he would always shoot more threes than he than he would need to. I remember that. And he wasn't being a and yeah. he wasn't being a facilitator. But now, yeah, you I, know, remember, I remember. I remember that we used, we used to complain about that. I remember that. But now, you know, he's gone to being a facilitator. But now it seems like he wants to be an idiot and try and try to <laughs> try to play hero ball again. Morons. Uh, I mean, Steve, it's like, the storms the are here, but I don't think it's bad as it was rumored it was going to be. No. So. Well, you're lu- you're lucky. We were supposed we were supposed to get something here, and it uh, turned out to turned out to be nothing. We didn't even get any storms over here. Yeah, they're they're saying the yeah. worst of it is like still ten minutes away, but so far it's just a lot of thunder and a lot of rain. Hell, I wish we were to get nothing. I wish we were to get rain. Like scorching we today week with the tornado. Yeah. I mean, we we had a tornado I, last week. <laughs> Jim, we had tornado watches yesterday. You this, I, I, Wait, you had you had you had tornado watches yesterday? No, we, we had an actual tornado. I lost a no, big ta- ass tree. Ta- I lost a big ass I'm tree in about- the backyard. Knocked down a power line, and 
lost part of our garage. I'm talking about uh, Lou. Lou said that he had, uh, you know, he had had uh, tornado uh, tornado watches yesterday. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, in, uh, okay. in his area, which is well, we didn't get anything, like but he saw the watches over. up. Those those aren't good, Lou. And no. my wife goes hysterical when we have them. I'm kind of used to it because I was raised here, and yes. it happens a lot. And we've just always been kind of lucky. Um, last week got the closest I've ever got, and like I said. Took down a tree in the backyard, big tree, took down a power line, took away part of the garage. I went outside in the middle of it to try to see what was going on because I heard something hit the house, and it turned out to be part of the garage door got slammed up against the house. We got lucky it didn't hit a window. But while I was out there, the wind was blowing so hard, I could hardly stand up. It was knocking me over, so I got back in the house. That's that's not fun. That's scary. No. (laughs) Because you can't do anything about it. There's nothing you can do about it. Try to evacuate. Well, that's J.J.'s answer. Let's just get the hell out of Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I heard it's nice let's go to, is it, she's like, let's go back to California. I'm like, oh, okay, we'll die out there in a in a fire. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it quieter or is it kind of mixed? Or is it like rural country or is it mixed? I've heard good things about Arkansas. What about Arkansas? Yeah, like what's the vibe? What's the energy? Is it is well? What, it where where I was raised, it's, it's it's small town. Everybody knows each other. Um, nice, I like that. And and yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a good thing because everybody knows each other. They help each other out. Um, there were people that had some damage to their homes. People went by, chipped in, and helped them out. I mean, that's, that's nice. you know that's small town. That's what small towns do. Which is a very good thing, um, and I think it's a great place to raise kids, and it's kind of been proven because the kids have loved it here. But uh, and the other thing is we're close enough to a couple of big cities where if we want to go do something, we can go do something, do anything we want to do. So to me, it's ideal. But she's used to being raised. Right there in that San Francisco suburb, without this bad weather, and still having all those fancy stores to shop in and places to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I do give her credit, though. She stuck it out. It, it, what's it been, Steve? What, five or six years? She stuck it out here in Arkansas? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because uh, I remember you guys kept going back and forth at one point. But yeah, uh, we were we were going right. back and forth a lot, and we were kind of gotten to the point where we we need to just pick a spot for a while. It, and it was mostly especially once uh, especially once COVID hit too. Once yeah, uh, it was like we 
Yeah, because the COVID restrictions here were a lot less than they were in California. Right. And uh, so um, I think overall it's been worth The only bad part is how the weather gets sometimes. That's the only bad part. I mean, there's there's a lot that J.J. loves about here. I mean, she can go in any store here in town, and she don't even have to have her purse, wallet, nothing, and they'll give her anything she wants, and they'll just charge it to me. And she thinks that's pretty cool. <laughs> so, well, yeah, but, uh, and, then once, and then once you get the bill, they tell you, thank you for your, uh, thank you for your service. Right. Well, that's what I, I usually get two or three thank yous from American Express over over a year thanking me for my business, and I'm like, but I ain't business, bought nothing. Yeah, yeah I, I ain't bought nothing. <laughs> I know she's been out shopping somewhere. <laughs> but, and then, we, you know, like what I said, we always, in the summertime, we always go down to Panama City spend a lot of time down there so that's fun but uh overall if it was not for the weather it's great here for us i'm sure but she's just that weather and i understand it scares her she's not used to that you know yeah she's not used to hearing the sirens go off telling you there's a tornado yeah I mean, I got to tell you uh, that would kind of that would kind that would kind of uh, put me on edge as well. The fact that uh, you know you could just you could just hear a siren go off at any moment. Yeah, and and you know from living here, that's what the siren is for. It's warning you that a tornado's been spotted on the ground. Yeah, and then and then you have to listen to it keep going on and on and on and on okay. for ten or fifteen minutes, and it's for somebody that it scares like it does her. It's probably pretty frightening, mm. you know. And it's not just I'm sure her, be afraid you know, for anybody. Yeah, and she's scared. You know, she worries about the kids. They don't worry about it as much as her, but she's just being mom, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. We, we're leaving Monday. <laughs> she, after we got this warning today about the storm tonight, she told me, um, we're leaving Monday. And I said, where are we going? She said, I ain't decided yet, but we're leaving Monday. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess we're going to California or Florida Monday. I don't know. <laughs> But the kids are out of school, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, they're lucky. They're lu- they're lucky. They're uh, they're out of school early. Yeah, yeah. I kind of think I think I kind of. I'm guessing I kind of think it'll be kind of split. There'll be time in both places because I know she she'll want to go back and see her, you know, her dad right. and brothers and sisters out in California. And, of course. So, and then, and then we uh, Jim, we got, all love going down to the beach in Florida. So, uh, Jim, we got go, we got Golden State and Dallas tomorrow night. Do you think wow. there's any shot that Dallas oh. gets back in it? 
I think they may I think they may win one of the two, but I think Golden State leaves at least up three one. Yeah. And they may they seriously they may sweep them, but I think they go home at least up three one. I wouldn't mm. be surprised at all if you see uh, if you see Scott Foster or Tony Brothers do tomorrow night's game because if they're yeah. in, that means one thing: the NBA wants the series extended Wait, as when long did they announce? as possible. Right. Vegas uh, wants to know. I you know I haven't I, I I have never really paid attention to that till this year, Steve. When you started talking about that about the refs. Oh my and God! Damn if it, damn if it don't hold true. It's huge. They're they're oh, vendettas. Yeah. It's, they're vendettas. I mean, uh, Scott Foster—he was one of. The, what? They announced. Sorry, they when, announced when? Uh, at nine o'clock Eastern. They announced wow. uh, so they who the referees will be. So they keep that private. That's interesting because Vegas, obviously, betters want to know that. The real, the real sharp Vegas guys, they sure want to know that. Sure they do. Sure they do. That's huge. That's a huge part of it. And it's interesting because there's no other pro sport. Think about umpires or uh, NFL. Yeah. NBA is different. Yeah. There's a lot of different calls that are ticky-tacky, and it, le- and it traces back. Look at the paper trail. It goes back to certain reps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, like I said, uh, one of the referees, uh, Scott Foster, he was very firmly involved mm. with uh, with Tim Donaghy, who, of course, was wow. controversial for fixing games. Went away for a few years. Yeah. Scott lucky, Foster lucky, was uh, one lucky of the people lucky. he was in. He, went, he was in cahoots uh, told with one of the... Yeah, he had to tell his family he was uh, he was going on vacation for a couple of years. Yeah, uh, yeah, more than a couple. <laughs> but and then he end, and then he right. later and then he later wrote a book about it. Made made a couple million. But still, though, this you know it's just it's very clear. Uh, what certain certain teams uh, that the NBA, you know, wants to either advance or move further, and you can tell, but you can tell by some of the call, the way that certain calls go. Like even I'll, I'll give you tonight on replay, uh, there was a call that was overturned when it was very clear that that contact was made with the guys. Uh, with the Heat player's wrist, and it was very clear that it would that it would uh, it would stay a foul. Yet, because the Celtics were making a comeback, the referees decided to overturn the call, and the Celtics got the ball. Or no, it became a jump ball, I should say. Uh, so the NBA clearly wanted the Celtics to try and win this game tonight. The problem is the Celtics kept turning the damn ball over. Right. <laughs> yep. The Celt- the Celtics just didn't help matters. <laughs> no. I mean, it game. was clear as day 
it was clear as day from the replay that not one part of, of Grant Williams touched the basketball. It was all contact with, uh, with Bam Adebayo's wrist. But yet the referees overturned the call on the replay and said it, and said, uh, it was a clean strip and uh, because there was no possession at the end of it, uh, they ended up uh, ruling it a jump ball. <laughs> Even though technically it should have been a fifth foul on Grant Williams. Well, yeah. Steve, we we saw it a lot. Uh, we saw it a lot in the Golden State Memphis series. Some of the calls you just looked at and you were like, "What are you? What are you serious?" Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's you know some, and, some of the and calls the thing that get the thing called. about it, Steve, was thing about it was if you're being fair and observant you would notice that from game to game one game it would be all for Golden State and another game it would be all for Memphis and it's like why why is this happening why can't it be consistent these teams are not that different Simple, because because the uh, the NBA wants the uh, wants a series to go a certain way. If if it extends the series, it means the the uh, the NBA gets more money out of it. Right, right. More money from sponsors. Man, that's, yeah. That's, you think? Do you think betters consider that? Oh yeah, definitely. I, 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 I think they definitely consider it. Like when you're making when you're making a bet, like say say you were to make a bet on Game yeah. Four, for example, and you would think, okay, maybe the NBA lost... wants this series. The NBA yeah. wants this series extended, and so obviously they're going to try and find a way for the for the Celtics to tie the series up. Or even more, if if a series was three games to one, the referees are going to, or the NBA is going to want to try and find a way to extend this series. So obviously, I think a lot of betters do take a look at that and say, oh, okay, it's fairly obvious where the calls are going to fall tonight. So, but but regardless, but the, of, the other the other issue for betters is it, it turns into that point spread at the end. You might yeah. have it figured out. Okay, we know the NBA is going to want such and such to win, but what right. about those damn points? And also, is that too much up, or not enough? Look at tonight. I put two hundred on the Celtics Saturday night in yeah. Boston. I'm thinking, oh my God, they just were rolling in Miami. They're going to come back home and slaughter them. And then me and uh, maybe five point five million people out there lost. Oh, right. There's always different mind games and different strategies going on with that. Do you let me not let a, me ask because this this interests me because I used to gamble a lot more than I do now. I only do it now right. when I think it's so obvious. But I Good I used you. to I used to do a lot of parlays and stuff for football. And you re, and, you remember you remember too. Once you get going, you want to start betting on everything. If you lose, you want to make it that. Yeah, it, it and, and it makes it it makes it more interesting to watch the game. 
You'll watch games that you would normally not even watch. I'm watching the Angels yeah. right now. I put money on uh, Otani late night. <laughs> uh-huh. after, after, after I lost the Celtics. Yep, I'm paying for the money. I'm no, uh, I'm no Angel. No Greg Allman. Yeah. I understand. I used to do that. Can we, get, can we get another hour or what? How do we do this? Can we call? Can uh, we talk on intercom? It depends no, on the dog uh, No, we get we we can't do that. Con, we are contractually obligated to three hours. Yes. Why don't we? Why don't? Why doesn't one person call the other, and then Louis calls me, and then we all have a conference call? We can do that <laughs> off the air. Ah, uh, I don't know how. I don't know how, I how might do we do out. that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know how we do that. We've we've never done that before. It's never come up, but um, I'll tell you I'll tell you something funny. They've messed up a few times and let us overrun, and we've overrun as far as five or six hours. We'll see. Let's see. Yeah, they haven't done it lately yeah. though. Haven't done it uh-huh. lately. But I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed. I've really enjoyed talking to everybody yeah. about all this stuff tonight, and. Uh, I'll try to come back again you, next Saturday. It's been All fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I, I, norm, uh, I normally don't do the Saturday night stuff because that's normally my family night. But um, with the bad weather tonight, I figured it was time to kind of slide away from the family. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, 